Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Easy Tiger, Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Busy show tonight at 11. We've got Stephen Murdoch on to talk about Pokemon Go. After midnight, we've got Patty Boyd, George Harrison, and Eric Clapton's ex. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my own so if you want to join me for a while, just grab your hat and come travel like that's old style. Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down. Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on. We got nothing better. Yes, Lime One, you're on the wireless. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Alan. How are you, boss? None of your business. Oh. None of your blood. None of your bloody business. So it's been a bad day, then. None of your blooming business, Caddick. None of your business. None of None of your business. N O. Y B new kids on the block. None of none of your business. No, N K O T B. N K O T B. New kids on the block. What other um, phrases are more better known by uh, um, the letters? Lol. Lol. Yeah, I'll give you that. Lol. Fork. Fork. Silver with a loving kiss. Oh, okay. Well, what, what is fork then? I don't want to know. The S W A L K. Yes. Um, 
Um, uh, uh. Field. Norwich. N. Norwich. Delia Smith. What? Norwich City. Delia Smith. No, she wasn't Norwich City. She was, wasn't she Leicester City? No, she was chairman. But that, but we're still, we're not playing the Delia Smith game. We're, oh, wait, 444991000. Make this end. We're doing. We call you back. Shut up. We are doing words. We're doing letters that make words. Norwich. Oscar. No, but you can't, you can't just, just because you don't under, this is, Alan, I've, I've worked out, I've got a life hack for you. I've worked oh, out. Why is it? Yes, I've worked out why your life um, is, um, why you have, why you are suffering from arrested development. That's a very good program. You see? And that's my point. When you come to something, when you are confronted with something you cannot comprehend, you ignore it. No, change it. No, you don't. You ignore it. No, don't make go Donald Trump on you. You ignore it. I've noticed this about you. When you come to something you cannot, your brain cannot comprehend, you ignore it. I'm just trying to make people laugh. Where? No, but I'm... You're doing it now! <laughs> you're making me laugh, but I'm trying to make you laugh. No, but you're doing it now! <laughs> you, are conf- you are confronted with a concept you cannot comprehend, so you're ignoring it! Because I don't understand the concept! Exactly! That's what I'm saying! It's a bit off colour tonight, and it's a feel okay! What? Nothing is off colour! I've just worked out what's wrong with you! What's wrong with me then? I've just told you! Well, come here again, break it down so I can understand. Okay. When you are confronted with a concept that you cannot comprehend, you ignore it. That's a scientific term. But it's basically in layman's terms, I just talk about random nonsense. You just did it then. You just did it then. Did what? You were confronted with a concept you couldn't comprehend and you ignored it. I'm just, I'm just twisting it to... Uh, no, you didn't, no, 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 you didn't twist it. You didn't twist it. Well, I did What's wrong with Twister? Hello? What? So, uh, what topic have we got for tonight? Yes! <laughs> Do you see? Do you see? I'm talking, not talking to you, Alan. Put your fingers in your ear. I'm talking to the listener. Do you see? Yeah. No. Do you see what I mean, dear listener? Arrested development. That's why he's a grown man, uh, stuck at the age of I'm going to say fourteen, because when a concept that is presented to him that he cannot comprehend, instead of asking what do you mean, he just goes off on a tangent and talks about something else. Let's go back. What to do you mean? Name. Well, then you ask, what do you mean? Because I fully don't understand it, I'm asking you, what do you mean? Well, you're only asking me, what do I mean, because I have said that you don't ask, what do you mean? Well, I was going to ask what you mean before you... No, 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 you started talking about Twister. No, 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 no. You started talking about Twister. Because I'm 
I'm thinking of the film Twister. I'm thinking of the game Twister. But even then, neither of those things have anything to do with what I said immediately before you said Twister. Because you said I twist things. Okay. Well, what topics have we got tonight, Ian? Well, tonight after 11 o'clock... I might contribute to the topics. Well, tonight after... You don't have to. Uh, Tonight after 11, we will be um, having Stephen Murdoch from ISO Solutions on to answer any computer uh, technical problems you may have. Um, But primarily he's coming on to explain the phenomenon that is Pokemon Go. I've done my Pokemon count at 10. Wowzers, you really are taking your time. Well, a little bit easy. Looks like we're saying up on a day keeps the doctor away. Have you got a dick in your mouth? No, I have not. Okay, it sounds like it tonight. It does sound like it more than usual. Has your tongue swollen to um, the size of of a giraffe's tongue? Um, That's it. Ah. No. Okay. Then after midnight, we've got Patty Boyd on, who uh, is the ex-wife of both George Harrison and Eric Clapton. Ooh, two great guitars taken before their time. Eric Clapton's still alive, so uh, Eric Clapton was taken very much after his time. But George Harrison, one of the Beatles. That's correct. She's got some tales to tell there. She will, she, and she does. We pre-recorded it. She tells us all the tales. You got team in the house tonight? Yeah. Kath and Ed? Kath and Ed are somewhere in the building. Yes, they are located on the premises. But, guys, this can only work if you get off your backsides and call in. What's the number, Caddick? 0844. Four double nine one thousand. Remember, they call you back. We call you back, guys. The phone, the phone calls have been have been um, dropping off significantly recently, Alan. I think I know why. Oh, since you got with us straight to air. Well, no, well, no. That's my theory, anyway. Well, your theory's incorrect because in the last hour, apart from uh, the last two shows, within the last hour, we get like so, on some nights we've had more phone calls in the last hour than we would get in a week on straight to air. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what, 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 and why? What happened Tuesday night and Wednesday night? Uh, they were rubbish shows. I wouldn't say Wednesday night was rubbish because they had Stu Phillips. Just Stu Phillips, it was good, but the, the, the last hour of yesterday's show was rubbish, right? But, but that if dropping the calls straight to air would surely only have an impact on the last hour, and yet. Last night we didn't have many calls. You're the, the only reason I'm talking to you now, Alan, is because... I'm the first caller. You're the only caller. Caller. Maybe it's the heat. It could be the heat. It could be the heat. Yeah, that, that is a distinct possibility. Or, and here's another possibility, Alan, maybe the wheels have come off this gravy train. The end is nigh. The end is nigh. Guy. Come on, please call. Well, let's not sound... Save him from me. Let's, well, let's not, sound, let's not sound desperate. I mean, you know, I mean, desperate is as desperate does. There is, um, you know, we're desperate, guys. Let's be honest. We just gave Alan 15 minutes of um, uh, primo airtime. 
Uh, so, the way this works is very, very simple. You pick up the telephone, you dial 0844-499-1000. Uh, you'll speak to Cathal Id. They will call you back. So it doesn't even cost you that much for crying out loud. Plenty of stuff to talk about. I'll tell you what after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, yes, yes. So this is happening now. This is a radio show. It is live. It's 10.16. After 11, Stephen Murdoch, ISO Solutions, computer expert, is brilliant. If you've got any computing problems, and by computing, like, you can't format a file or you can't download something or you've got a bit of tech that you're curious as to whether you should, it's worth getting, um, 0844-499-1000. He'll be on After 11. Uh, he's here primarily to explain the phenomenon dun, 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 that is uh, the Pokemon Go. Um, so if you've got any questions about that as well. Then after 12, Patty Boyd um, with a brilliant pre-recorded interview. What I done, what I done earlier on, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to Jimmy Savile. Can't go to Jimmy Savile. Although we'd like you to. Steady on. 0844-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, we call you back. What is there to talk about? Well, um, words that are c- compromise letters. Oh, it's all words. Well, swalk. Um, Norwich, you know what Norwich is, hang on, Leon, Leon, hello, you know what Norwich is, don't you, well that's, that's why I called up, my, I'm not Leon, that's my boy, oh well who's this then, it, it's Joseph, I found you a couple of weeks ago, hello Joseph, how are you alright, I'm uh, good what thank you, you. What, you, what are you talking about Norwich for on the radio and, huh, what are you talking about Norwich for on the radio, what's happened, it's been destroyed, well, I hand, boy, because I can see it from here. I can uh, see the bloody streetlights from here. Yeah. Norwich means something, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's, the, uh, it's for good family entertainment oh. at the Riverside. Yeah. Um, and Asda. Well, well, who's playing at the Riverside? Riverside is a, it's a complex uh, from all the, uh, all the villages outside of the, uh, the city. We all go up into Riverside and they've got drinks. They've got... Uh, yeah. Uh, bowling. They've got uh, expensive car parks. Yeah. Uh, okay. And who. Do, do, is, uh, live entertainment, is it? Well, if you. Um, I mean, it's got the big screen, it's got the, uh, so the latest uh, flicks. So no, so no live entertainment then? It's pre recorded entertainment primarily? Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unless you, uh, unless you go there after hours with me. Um, and um, why would I? Why would I be doing that? Well, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, I mean, I don't. But I know, I know a few, a few blokes that I used to work with. Good two and a half, three year ago, used to they used to go up there. Used to they used to go have a drink in the local, what? and then they'd hop in the taxi. They'd go up to the city about two in the morning, and they, I'll tell you what, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hear. Until they're they're about five o'clock, six o'clock, they come home. I I don't know where they've been. I've never been with them. Was it a... Hello? Was it a... Hello? Was it a... Hello? Was it a... No, it wasn't. Okay. Um, so, so what's what's Norwich on the news tonight? Is it? Because I've just got my radio on. And I've been walking. Norwich 
stands for something. Yep, good family entertainment. No. 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 The letters. The letters. Were. When. I. 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 Count. H. The honey. <laughs> Is that right? You were so... You were so close. Pample. Unfortunately, you were wrong, Joseph, but I appreciate you taking the time to play. Blimey! It's disgusting. It really is. It really, really is. Here she comes. It's the Forces Sweetheart, Catherine Boyle. By Forces Sweetheart, what they meant was um, a, a dolly bird that soldiers could knock one out to. And your point is? No, no point. Well, their, their point, point was... Thank you very much indeed, Catherine. Evacuate the premises. Um, Catherine's just laid a joke. Oh, and she's flipping the bird at me. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the... Um... Patrick! Patrick? How are you doing? Yeah. I'm all right, Patrick. I'm all right. I've, I've, I've had... Um... Uh, yesterday's show was was rancid. Um, today's show is going to be a blinder. I know that, and that's fine. But I've had a, a I've had a long old day today of not really doing very much and just feeling miserable. Do you know what I mean? Just really, um, but, but feeling down down in the dumps. Well, don't. Okay, well that's that fixed. Thanks, Pat. I wish I'd spoken to you earlier. I'm trying my best. No, I only rang up just to say hello, see how you're getting on. Hello, Patrick. I'm all right. How are, you, how are you getting on? Yeah, good, good, good. Listen, quick question for you. Yes. I'm going to see the bare naked ladies when, when you're going. You're... Am I allowed to come and say hello? September the 9th, dear listener. Friday, September the 9th. I am taking the night off work to go and see the bare naked ladies. Why are you taking the night off work for a concert? Because years and years ago, when I was working at LBC, the bare naked ladies were playing a concert and I didn't go. And I regretted not going. I could have seen them with Stephen Page. So I'm taking this one off. And um, I am going to um, uh, take my two boys and I'm, I'm, if I play my cards right, I might get a picture of my boys with the bare naked ladies. Patrick, yes, if you see me, you may come over and say hello to me and shake my hand. Really, that's all the ones. But I'm, t- I'm taking my lad as well. So how, how old are your kids? Uh, well, my lad and is twenty-two. Oh, <laughs> flipping it. Well, my youngest is four. So, what, but what I, this is what I need you to do, right? And you I'll might do have Pokemon in common. Sorry. What this is what I need you to do, right? And I'll do the same for you. Is I, want, I need you to come over and go. Ah, Ian, I listen to you on the radio. I think you're brilliant. You're the best thing I've ever heard. You're really funny and really cool. And then, what do you do for a living, Patrick? Um, I'm in construction. I'm one of the fellas who is making loads of noise when you're at um, uh, Three Counties. Okay. I was building that site behind you. Oh, you were them. All right. Well, when your boy... When, and then I'll say in front of your boys, hang on a minute, are you, is your name Patrick? Because I recognise the picture of you because um, uh, everyone's been passing around an email with a picture of you saying this guy's the, the best builder that there's ever been and everyone should employ him. And then that way, Patrick, both of us, we're, we're failures, but in the eyes of our kids, we'll both look really successful. Huh? 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 Hey. Would you do it, Patrick? 
That's a done deal, mate. That's a done deal. I'll see you then. It's an absolute done deal. I shall see you then, Patrick. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. So I'm bunking off. Tris and Johnny, stay there. I am bunking off two nights to go and see um, um, what do they call them? Pop concerts. To see pop concerts. I know, isn't that outrageous? I'm uh, 43 years old. 43 years old. And I'm taking, uh, I think it's like a Tuesday or something. August the 30th off to go to um, uh, Liverpool, to go to the Cavern. And I'm taking um, Friday, September the 9th off. The one on Tuesday is a tricky one. Because I don't quite know how I'm going to play it. Because it's, um, um, am I going to drive up to Liverpool straight after work? No, no. Well, I could book a hotel, get there about, how long does it take to get Liverpool from here? Four hours in the car? Three hours. I don't, the thing is, Kath, I can't speed. I've got too many points on my licence. Seven hours. Um, oh, I don't know. Unless anybody in Liverpool has a um, a house I can stay in. I don't mean that. Someone very kindly. We're going to Edinburgh. Uh, we're going to be doing the show from Edinburgh uh, one night. And I'm up there for a weekend doing a couple of other shows up there. And someone very, very kindly offered me their spare room. I have blocked the email address and forwarded their details onto the police because there's obviously um they're obviously it goes without question those guys are obviously perverts looking for a quick and uh, let's just say i shall not be violated if i'm going to be violated it's under my terms okay and in someone else's house it's not my terms not my terms guys Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand, Johnny. Hip hip hip, only joking. How here's, are you? Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Have <laughs> you got the hump tonight? What? Have you got the hump tonight? What? what about what? I don't know. You seem very shouty. Oh, by the way, that noise thing doesn't really work, does it? What noise thing? Norwich, Norwich, that Norwich thing. Yeah, it does. Knickers off, ready when I come home. Well, Norwich doesn't start as a K, does it? Well, knickers can start with an N. Well, it doesn't, it starts with a K, doesn't it? Well, no, it can start with an N. But that's not how you spell it, is it? Well, it can, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's not quoting <laughs> Shakespeare, Johnny. <laughs> you know them tickets you got, are they a freebie? Or which, you have to pay for them? Which tickets for what? Bare naked, are you going bare naked ladies? Have you been have you been smoking fat reefers or something, Johnny? Because you're coming across as a stumbling idiot. Spit it out, boy. <laughs> I said, are oh, the tickets free? Yes. All right. Calm down. Where's Catherine tonight? She's in the other room. <laughs> All right. Stop shouting. Well, what? You stop coming Shut on up. with a stop coming on with a massive attitude. <laughs> no, I haven't got an attitude. Well, you came on pretending to snore. <laughs> I was doing a caduc. I was joking. Okay. Hey, here's here's the thing. Like here's the thing. Right? Yeah, go on. Here's the go thing. When, when when we do our pretend snoring noises, we do the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't really snore, but right. But oh, whistling, are you listening? Whistling, are you listening, yeah, Johnny? I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening, Mister Lee. Go for it. 
Why? I don't understand why you're being a bellend. Uh, I'm not. Well, you are a little bit. Sorry. So, we do the, um, the... Now, that bit is a snoring noise, right? I've woken myself Sorry. up with that noise. But, really? no, no one in their sleep actually does the whistling bit. No, you just did. Yeah. Oh, was I doing it? Was I going... I thought I was going... I can't be bothered hey. to talk to you. Why don't you say hello to, <laughs> say, say hello to Trisk? You're getting on my nerves. Hey, don't be like that. Uh, hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. I think Hello, mate. Tonight. How's it going? Yeah. Listen, you, I was going to ask you, you what his favourite film was. He's a... He's a <laughs> nah, not really. No. I was going to ask you what his... He's a film buff, isn't he? Ian, what's your favourite film? you me now, boy, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think... It's not my favourite film. Uh, Peed him off. What's that? What's what? What's your favourite film? I don't know. I'm not time to consider it. What's yours? Um, Kodak. Oh, yeah. Very good. Thank you, dear. I've upset Ian tonight. Ian, um, come back. I'm sorry. It's the second well, time. You're on one, aren't you? You're in. on one, aren't you? <laughs> I called you last you night. Bad, he was laughing you had a bad day, fella. Uh, yeah, stressful, to be honest. Yeah, what's happened? Uh, just a sh- uh, rubbish job. <laughs> you what, sorry? Rubbish job, driving around London. Uh, you're a driver, are you? Yeah, it's not an Uber driver. It's just a courier. I hate oh, Uber right. drivers. Yeah. Why's that? What's an, what's an Uber driver? A German driver, is it? <laughs> Uber? You haven't heard of Uber? No, what's Uber? Uber drivers. Well, you know you've got the black cabs. And you've got the other yeah. drivers, haven't you? That do their... What, minicab drivers? Yeah, in the Prius and the Galaxies and... You'd notice them, because they always, like, cut you up below standard of driving. Oh, right. Well, I don't live in London, mate. So. Well, um, possibly. I don't know. I'm not there. I'm on the phone as well, mate. It's, uh... You, uh... I mean, I'm surprised with your scintillating conversation. You didn't, you didn't keep you... <laughs> didn't keep you going, but... There we go. He's back. No, he's not. He is. I think it's still you and me, fella. Ian. What did you call him for? Ian. Oh, those things, really. Um, that Norwich that's thing didn't make real. sense, but maybe he's right. You can spell it with an N. Yeah, that's, that's, from, the, that's from the Second World War, I think. Mate, what else, what else do you have? Um, last night I called him about the um, hour run. Oh, right, yes. Uh, arcade classic games. Okay. Do you remember that? Well, you can now you can get them all on the uh, PS4 now. A whole lot for about a tenner. Right, this is, okay, go, go, yeah. right, Johnny. This is the dullest. Co- First of all, it was pole position, and secondly, this is the, this is the this is the dullest phone call I've ever heard in my life. And I used to work in BBC local radio. We used to have to do phone-ins about potholes. For we actually had to do phone-ins about potholes. <laughs> and this, this is duller than that. <laughs> is it duller than dishwater? Ditchwater. Oh, good one, mate. Oh, Joe, uh, like, what's time now? Half ten. You've been shouting for like 30 minutes. Oh, I can shout for a lot longer than this, Johnny. You've been boring for <laughs> no, about <don't>. six minutes. <laughs> All right, sorry. I apologise. Apology not accepted. Tris, stay there. I'll come to you after this. 
across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. OK, we can discuss Norwich. Um, Andy has tweeted me um, that there is a, a mustard museum. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, uh, I've ne- ever been to Norwich, Tris? Uh, I think I might have seen, back in the day, um, an episode of Trisha film there. Uh, what, you were in the audience? Yeah. What I was... asked a question, I got edited out. Oh, what was the... Well, here's yeah. your moment to relive it. What was the question you asked? Don't tell us what the story was, just just give us the question. We'll see if we can work out the story. Oh, Jesus, I don't know. Oh. Um, I, I, um, oh. something about... It was about... It was about... I know I'm telling you. I'm telling you the story. I'm spoiling it. Yeah. But it was about alcoholism, and I don't know. I was dragged along there because I, I did media at college, and I was dragged along there for for that. And I, uh, I didn't, um, take, didn't take it especially seriously. I had um, I had a thing for Trisha. Oh right, very striking woman. Very striking woman. Powerful. She's a hit in the states now, isn't she? I think she does it in the United States of America. It's insane, isn't it? How did that? Yeah. How did that happen? People, people, um, British people, you never thought would make it in the states, right? Trisha, yeah, yeah. that Scottish fella, the short Scot Ross 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 um, Kit Ross King. I don't know him. Oh, Ross King, right? He used to present a Saturday morning kids show called Eight Fifteen from Manchester. Right. And he was like a sort of bit of a journeyman, and he would be on. He would do like reports on like ITV and stuff. And then he went to America, right? And he entered yeah. a competition, like a reality show. And the prize was, you would get to become. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, we're asking, um, what do you know about Norwich and uh, British people you never thought would make it in the states? And the the prize was to become a a, a weather presenter on this massive American. TV show, and oh, he, right. and he won it, and he won it, and he now lives and works in Hollywood. Now you don't know who Ross King is, so that means nothing to you. When if you when you saw his picture, you'd know him, and you go flipping hell, really? Oh, I'll have a little look. I'll have, have a little, little look. look on Google. And go for here. I tell you I'll else. Tell you what, um, go on, J- J- James Corden. J- James Corden. Thank you, James Corden. Yeah. What the? Now listen. They can keep him. I'm, I'm more than happy with that. What the hell? What the hell are they seeing there that that we're not seeing, Tris? I don't know. It's 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 beyond me. It, it really it, has me. It's not funny, is it? I, just, I don't. I don't get it. I I think. No. I've and I've I've seen a bit of his American show, and I've seen a little bit of the the um, sporting show that he did. Hey, we did um, ages and ages ago, right? God, this is embarrassing. I say ages and ages ago. It was it was during the leaner years for me. So it was about six years ago, right? I think, yeah. uh, I think I was in between radio jobs. And uh, my agent got me and some of her other people on the sporting show that he does on, does on Sky. What's it called? A League of Their Own, right? A League of Their Own, yeah. And what it was is we were going to do a dress rehearsal for the new series. And um, if it went well, we'd get picked up and used in the series. So it was kind of like an audition, right? Yeah. So it was me... And a load of other comics. You do not seem naturally suited to that show. No, I've got to say. no, 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 no. But this was, and uh, this was at the point where I was like, I was, I was desperate, right? Desperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we 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 turned up and we started doing the show, but we had to wear. James Corden wasn't there, right? 
And we had to wear name badges, but they weren't our names. They were the names of, like, the people that they would normally have on the show. So, like, um, not mad Frankie Fraser. Who's the cricket man? The drunk cricket, the man who likes... Uh, Flintoff. Fred, Freddie, Freddie Flintoff, Flintoff right? Yeah. And I think I was Freddie Flintoff and all these names and stuff, right? And we started doing our spiel, you know, so we'd be asked a question by the floor manager. It was pretending to be Corden, right? And we'd been sat around all flipping day, and I think we were getting like 50 quid each, but if it went well, we'd get a bit on the show, is what we'd been told, right? Yeah. So we'd been sat around all day, and after about five hours, we got to sit on set while they did the lighting, and then we got to, then we got to play the game. And we started off giving our funny answers, right? Yeah. And then the director came down and spoke to the floor manager, and he said... What are they doing giving funny answers? I just want the top and tail of their answers, not inter- not interested in what they have to say. Okay. And so this floor manager came over and said, we don't, want, we, don't, look, we don't want the answers, just want a, you know, 20-second top and tail of the answer. And one of the younger comics went, um, I'm sorry, I thought this was an audition to see whether we'd get on the show or not. And the floor manager went, what? And he said, I... And we all looked at each other... Realising we'd been sold a massive pup, it was, it was no audition. We were never going to get on a league of their own. We were just there as uh, they might as might as well have had a leg of lamb sat in our chairs. They couldn't give us though, right? Didn't you? We're about fifty quid. Was that it? It was. It was humiliating, Tris. It was humiliating. And yeah. um, I should have. I don't think I walked off. Did I? No, I don't think I did. I should have walked off. But it was one of those moments. I thought. This is as low as it can go, you know, for a professional performer and broadcaster to be a hired stand-in for basically what was a camera run to, so they could test the lights and the camera angles. You it, couldn't just get some of the runners or something, would yeah, you? Yeah, you would. And they should have. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, mate. Yeah. Got... At least you're over it now. Yeah, I'm over it now. <laughs> I'm over it now. I'm over it now. Hey, well, listen, you you used um, an expression. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Stay right. there. Johnny's back. Yes, Johnny. Hello, Ian. You've just been on. No, no, no. This is Marlon. But, but oh, Jesus, what are you doing? Are you are you doing funny characters? No, no, no. You had the previous Johnny on. My what? name is Johnny, but. Is I don't it, want to associate with the previous Johnny. Is, was, is, it a, was, is it a different Johnny? It's a different Johnny. I'm, so I thought I'd, I'm tempted. Marlon. <laughs> I'm tempted to have a a Johnny Ban. Right. So should I change my name like you did? Could you? Yeah. What would People, you? Is that how you do it? What would you change it to? Uh, I don't know. You you changed your name, didn't you? Uh, I, yeah, well, I, I I dropped the last name and, and shunted the middle name, name along. What's your middle name, Johnny? Douglas. All right, well, wh- what we'll do is we're going to call you Douglas. Okay. And so just so- get, you you call him back. We're going to get Douglas on, but it's really, it's, a, it's another Johnny. I don't want any Johnnies on the phone tonight. Anyway, Tris, what was the point of your call, please? Yeah, you used, a, um, you used uh, an expression last week, jag, jagging. Do you remember no. um, about when you when you're into things like when oh you, yeah, when you're only you, get, into, you get on a jag, on a jag, yeah, yeah. That that slipped into my vocabulary now um, because I'm I've got that sort of personality where I just get into sort of one thing for like a month. I'm I'm a, I'm a serial jagger. 
Um, it's a good word, my isn't it? current jag, oh, it's great because my, my current jag, I've realised, is trying to use the word jag as many times in the day as yeah. possible. Yeah. And much to everyone's annoyance, I was jagging on water yesterday. Yeah. And I was uh, so so. Thank you for that, fella. Also, can I um, give you what? Can I give you one more? Yeah, go on. Jones in. What's Jones in? Jones in is like um, well, it's a drug term, right? It means if you if you're really desperate for a fix, you're Jones in for a fix, right? But you can be Jones in for a fag, you can be Jones in for the toilet, you can be Jones in for a sleep. It basically means you're desperate to have. You can be Jones in for for a day off work. You can be Jones in for the weekend. You can be Jones in for a cheese sandwich. Oh, mate, if you keep throwing these terms at me, I'm going to be divorced by the end of the year. Beautiful. I love these. I love these. Beautiful. I'm, jo- I'm jonesing for your final point. Yes, mate. Um, you know, uh, you're on a bit of a jag with uh, Amani Coppola now. Yeah, oh, mate, I've just heard her new album. She sent me her new album yesterday that's not been released. She hasn't even got a record label for it yet. It yep. is... Well, I know someone with a record label. What the hell? You. Yeah, oh, blimey. Uh, her new album is flipping amazing. Is very very swear. I mean, so sweary. M M F this F this S this. Um, up up up, up yo A this. It's big and clever, mate. Isn't but it? it's a brilliant record. And the last song on there, um, um, FaceTime the the FaceTime Continuum. Oh, what a song! Well, I've got a little tip for you that I think you might like. Go on, mate. Um, you might know. Do you know a band called the Fiery Furnace? No. Oh, you're going to like them, mate. They're a brother and sister. They're a two-piece. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll just give you a quick one or two of their albums. Their second album, Blueberry Boat, they play 80 different instruments between the two of them, and that is amazing. What are they and called? Fourth, the Fiery Furnace? Fiery Furnace, yeah. yeah right. And on their fourth album, uh, Bitter Tea, it's a double album, but oh. it's a double album like you've never heard before because half of it plays forwards, half of it plays backwards. W-T-F. So you listen to it. Going one way, and then you've got to play it backwards to hear the rest of it. Mate, you would love it. Tris, I'm going to check it out. Thank you for that, buddy. Darren and Douglas, wink, wink. Stay there. Come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Douglas. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Douglas. Evening, Ian. How's it going? It's going very well. Douglas. Yeah, sorry, you, you caught me off guard there. I was expecting to get the call back and you just put me straight to air. We so can't do that anymore. We called you back. Yeah, no, you have now. But oh. The first time I was on, it was like straight on there. So these things, I saw your name, I saw the um, the, the name that should not be named uh, flash yeah. on my screen. I thought, man, we got to nip this in the bud quick. Yeah, no. He, bud he, nipped. He, he, he puts the name Johnny to shame. <laughs> oh, sorry. Douglas, why are you mentioning that name? Sorry, I oh. apologise. But you you asked me to use my middle name, which was a bit of a coincidence, because I'm, I'm hoping you would join me in congratulating Aberdeen for getting into this. I know this isn't talk sport, but hope you're willing to join me in congratulating Aberdeen into getting the third round of the Europa Cup qualifying. I am, because my second cousin used to play for Aberdeen. Yeah, what was his name? Well, that's for me to know and then to tell you. Doogie Rugby. Yeah, yeah, Douglas Rugby. Yeah. You know, 
Um, yeah, I tweeted you a few weeks ago when you said when you were speaking to Lumi and you said that was uh, your uh, dad's cousin used to yeah. play for Aberdeen. And I was like, who who's he on about? Yes, he's a bit of a legend, wasn't he? he, he well, I don't really know. I, I don't I, know what your relationship was with him, but I never met Aberdeen. Him. He was a bit of a relationship. Is is he a legend? I never met him. I know that he came down to play for Chelsea for one season. Yeah. I'm guessing in about 1982, something 83 maybe. If Eighty-four to eighty-seven, I think he played for Chelsea. Was oh, he there for that long? I didn't realise. Seventy-four appearances, three goals. Uh, I think he runs a, a garage in mechanics or something. Now I don't. I don't know. Idea. I've never met the fella. Yeah, no, he was a bit before my time, like, but um, you know, he was just, quite just rough. Was he? About him. he? Yeah, yeah, he was a he was a bit of a hard, uh, hard, hard person <laughs> you can say hard nut. he was a hard but hard nut yeah he was yeah. He, he would go in for a tackle and boy you would get taken down i think he used to train next to ibrox just to wind up the rangers fans. i don't know what that means but i'm gonna i'm gonna laugh like i do <laughs> yeah right rival team i don't have a i don't have a middle name now because rugby no. was my last name my name was ian lee rugby and then i dropped yeah. the rugby and now i'm just ian lee and when I changed my name, I did seriously consider coming up with a made-up middle name. But I could you not just have swapped the rugby into your middle no. name? No. What? No. 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 Oh, no, Mrs. Name, your last name. Oh, no, Mrs. <laughs> um, so I don't have a middle name, and I, I often feel... I imagine I feel like um, um, I imagine I feel like um, an orphan, like a, a six-year-old orphan feels when um, their parents go out to the theatre and they never return because they've been killed in a train crash. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I imagine I feel. <laughs> okay. Lost, whimsically lost and bereft. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, good stuff. Um, I was also going to say, last night, you and Kata, he's uh, kissed and made up. Yo, and... yes, oh, yes. No, I apologise for being an idiot, and um, she considered my apology, and she'll let me know um, via letter as to whether that apology... Yeah, I was rude to her, yeah. It was, in, in, it was inappropriate. But Pippa is hotter than Kit. Yeah, totally, man. But no, <laughs> you shouldn't be saying that. No. You shouldn't but, be but, saying that. But then Kath is hotter than Ian. What? Kath is hotter than Ian. I heard you. All right, sorry. <laughs> just said what? But you then it, it. it is hotter than Kath, and I'm hotter than I've yet Ed. to see Ed, so uh, no comment. I'll, I'll give you a comment right in your hooter, sunshine, my, <laughs> my fisticle. Yeah. Yeah. So is your family from Scotland, or are you...? My granddad's or... from Scotland, yeah. uh, from Aberdeen, and uh, my stepmum lives, uh, uh, lives in Scotland. I might go and see her, actually, when I'm up, up in Edinburgh. Um, so, uh, yeah, but my granddad was from Scotland and I've got a lot of, um, sort of Scottish relatives that I don't really know very well. Uh, I saw them, some of them when I was a kid and I saw some of them about three years ago or two years ago, whenever it was, my dad died. Um, but I don't, I don't really know them that well. I had great trouble because my, my, my granddad, granddad Jock, he used to like a drink as well. And so we'd go around there on a Sunday and he'd be down the boozer and he'd come back, um, for roast lunch, completely K-Lied, and he had a very, very strong um, accent, very strong accent. Now, strong accent combined with a lot of booze um, uh, being, uh, and then him speaking to a five-year-old boy. I couldn't understand what he said. <laughs> Literally couldn't. And I'd sit there and, and just not have a clue what he said. Yeah, that might not have been the drink, though. It might not. He, he did have a very strong accent, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I couldn't get my head around it. And uh, boy, oh boy, Douglas, what I wouldn't give to sit at his feet one more time and try and work out what the hell he was saying. Yeah, it's a challenge. Anyways, what day are you coming up to Edinburgh? Do you know yet? I'm coming up to Edinburgh 
on Friday the 12th, and I'm doing a show on Friday the 12th and Saturday the 13th of August. Free free tickets, guys. Free tickets. Yeah. I can only get the Tuesday off work, so I'm going to see Bill Burr on the Tuesday. Okay. I don't know what I, I, I need to find out what to say. I'm going to go and see Jake Yap because Jake Yap's going to be up there, and I'm hoping I can get some free tickets off him. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what else. What else is worth seeing up there? Um, I would recommend an, an American comedian called Ari Shafir. Okay. I, I don't know what his Edinburgh show is like, but he's, he's a pretty good comedian. Is it stand up? Because I don't really like. Yeah, yeah. I don't really like stand up. All right. Okay. Um, so that, yeah, no stand ups. All I'm sorry. Yeah, stand-ups are... If anyone's got any suggestions for what we should see in Edinburgh, don't phone up and say, why why don't you come and see my marvellous performance of My Fair Lady? Because I won't. Um, But something a little... Well, literally, I get up there on the Friday and I come back on the Sunday um, and I'm doing two shows, free tickets, guys. Uh, If you type in uh, on Google, Ian Lee, War of the Words, you can get free tickets. Um, Also, this Sunday as well in London, but that's by the by. Uh, But any suggestions of good things to see would be gratefully appreciated. Yeah, like I said, I'm only there the two days, the Monday, Tuesday, the 8th and the 9th, so obviously I'll miss your show, but if I was there, I would have come. May God bless you, Douglas, may God bless you. Catherine, can you come in here and try and do something with the air conditioning, please? Because, boy, oh boy, it's hot. Darren, stay there, I'll come to you in a second. Yasmin! Hello, Ian, hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Yasmin! Hello! Hello there! Hi. Hiya. <laughs> How's it going? It's going all right. Glad to hear. Glad you're to very, hear. you're very giggly. No, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it together. Wow. How, how comes? <laughs> because I have to. <laughs> you must keep it together, Yasmin. Keep it together. Yes. Okay. Must not lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Face straight. I'm composed. Straight I'm, face. I'm straight composed face. Go. Yes, okay. Um, You're talking about Norwich? Yes. Yes. um, I went to Norwich a couple of years ago on holiday. What? Yeah, and there's... It's it's an interesting place. You went to Norwich on holiday? Yeah, I know. Are you holly Oh, it sounds so sad coming out of my mouth, but it did happen. Why, Why did you choose Norwich? Because we wanted a holiday on the Norfolk Broads. Okay. Um, so we were staying in a lovely townhouse, and it was great, and there were boats and swans and water and things like that. Yeah. Um, but just outside of where we were staying, it was kind of peculiar because they didn't have any chain shops or recognisable brands. Yes. But everything was branded um, Roy's. Roy's? Roy's, yeah, I'm sure. R-O-Y-S, Roy's. R-O-Y-S, yeah, so they had a Roy's supermarket. Yeah. A Roy's toy shop. A Roy's, like, department store that was a bit like... Um, if you remember CNA, I do remember CNA. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. There was a there was a very rude joke, wasn't there, about what CNA stood for? <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I, I, admittedly, I don't remember. But I can guess what the rude. Well, joke the, the, was. something. The punchline was something along the lines of, "Well, then why? What does the CNA in my knickers stand for, Grandma?" <laughs> Uh, so yes, <laughs> well, um, but yeah, and I, I remember distinctly in the Roy's department store, yes. they had a massive CD section, which seemed really outdated anyway. Mm. Um, and there was a 
CD of, I think it was like 500 Irish jokes. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, I'd be tempted to buy that. I know, I'm still kicking myself. Yeah. It's probably my biggest regret in life not purchasing that. Um, but yeah, it was a bit of a strange place. Um, and did you enjoy, did you go to the Mustard Museum? No, unfortunately, I couldn't fit that into the busy schedule. Yeah, yeah. No, but next time, if there is a next time, I'll endeavour to go. We have an anonymous text here, um, mm. 87222, pence plus your normal sending charge, that says, I once had a fantastic bunk up in Norwich. That wasn't you, was it, Yasmin? <laughs> um, mm, I, I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> well, all right. Well, well, thank you for telling us about Roy's. I appreciate your call. You're most welcome. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand eight hundred. Yes, Darren. Hip hip hip. Hip hip hip. Darren, what you got for us, boss? Oh, it's too hot. I cannot sleep. It's too hot. I'm melting. It I is, can't stand it. It is thoroughly unpleasant, isn't it? What? What's the weather? I thought it was going to rain today. I was driving into London and it got very, very cloudy. And I thought, come on, guys. We, this, has got to, this has got to break, and it doesn't look like it's breaking. Well, it rained from 2pm to 3pm where I am, and no joy, it's still too hot, I can't sleep, I hate it. What can I do, Ian? Um, well, have you got a fan? I've got, I suppose I have, yeah. Well, get your, we'll turn your fan on. All right, fair enough, I'll turn my fan on. You, why is everyone angry with me tonight? Well, I'm not sorry. I'm not angry with you. I've, sorry, you. Um, I'll phone you up after I've had six beers. So, uh, <laughs> so I might be a little but I'm, not, I'm not angry with you at all. Don't take it that way. Oh God, it's, this is going to get awkward. Um, well, um, there's what can you do? There's nothing you can do really. Because I, I need to have the covers over me. I need to be covered for me to relax enough to be. Um, uh, asleep. I have the same problem. You pull the covers over you, and you're too hot to sleep. But you know, you sit on top of them and try and stay cool. But there's no covers there. You know, you you, you can't sleep, can you? Is it this? And, and, and I I don't want to be one of those people that whinges about everything. But I don't. I, this heat doesn't do for me at all. I'm not a fan of it. I think it's appalling, and I think we need to do everything we can to bring a stop to this. No, something should be done. I'm I'm considering writing a petition and sending it to my local ombudsman. Uh, uh, well, I, that's an excellent idea, Mr. Lister, and I suggest that you do that. And um, I'm I'm going to um, do a a, twi- a Twitter vote. Well, that's a very good idea. Something has to be done. Darren, thank you very much indeed. Something will be done. God damn it! Bad news, guys. Um, the Roy's shops that Yasmin was to- were talking about um, were, is in Wroxham. There was a massive fire there a few years ago, which did for most of the town. Roy's was burnt down. Can you believe it? Manny, stay there. We'll come to you after the news. Now, guys, is an excellent time. If you've got any questions um, uh, of a computer or technological nature or about specifically Pokemon Go, now is an excellent time to call up. After the news, we're going to have um, Stephen Murdoch, formerly of ISO uh, Solutions, who is a, a, a whiz kid and knows everything there is to know. He's got his finger on the pulse of gadgetry and computers. So if you want to get a question uh, through to him, 0844 499 1000. 
Talk Radio. So, Manny, you're going to be up next. Uh, you could, uh, dear listener, be on soon as well. 0844 is the telephone number. Um, coming up, we've got Patty Boyd, uh, as well as Stephen Murdoch, the computer expert. 0844 I'm Ian Lee. This is the news on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. We've got special guests on. If you've got any computing questions, any technical problems, maybe you're trying to convert files or your printer's not working, or should you? which phone should you buy, give us a call now, 0844 499 It's Stephen Murdoch, formerly of ISO Solutions, although no longer with the company. And I have to, I've actually had an email from uh, the CEO of ISO Solutions. I have to make it clear that um, Stephen was discharged from that company and has not worked for them for several years. Stephen, great to have you on board. Uh, great to speak to you again, Ian. Well, it's been a long time. It's a, are you enjoying... I, I was wondering, Stephen, the hot weather. Right. What's that like for you geeks? Oh, uh, Ian, there's more, let me tell you, there's more to us than just going around talking about you know memory memory cards and <laughs> PCs and what have you. You know, yeah. that's pretty much the same as anyone. Um, yeah. I, I'd like to just p- pick you up on something. ISO Solutions, we parted uh, amicably. It was nothing on my behalf that happened. Well. Um, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Legally, no, no, legally, no. I, now that you've said that, I I have to because they're not here uh, you, and you'll understand this Stephen because they're not here okay. legally I have to now read the email. Is it from James Barraclough? F- uh, ba- Barraclough, yes. Yeah, James Barraclough. James well, Barraclough. Uh, he can say whatever he wants. And okay. He's got to defend himself. I I've... just want to say this. Well, no. Well, you don't know let me oh, go on. No, go on. Say, it, but don't. But just don't libel anyone, and I'll ha- I now have to read the full email from James Barraclough for legal reasons. Right. Well, Barraclough. Mr. Mr. Barraclough knows very well what happened. Now, you know, Ian, because I was doing uh, so see, deep clean of your uh, hard drive, if I remember correctly. Um, and thanks for that. Doing... That really helped. Okay. Well, and, and that, all that's uh, forgotten. Now, I'm not saying anything to anyone. But uh, Mr. Barraclough knows that I was working very hard for people. And, yes, I took a certain amount of commission. That was not above and beyond what... Uh, you know, well, what okay. was expected. I've Someone got, in my position, I don't I've want to say any more than that. an email from uh, James Barraclough. Uh, it says, uh, Dear Ian, 
Um, great to be in contact with you. Big fan since the 11 o'clock show, Rise, right. and of course your show, Thumb Bandits. Right. I feel embarrassed at having to say this, but I noticed that you have had Stephen Murdoch on your various right. shows, and then in brackets, LBC, Absolute, um, close brackets, and he puts, and he's, he's recently been on your new show on right. Talk Radio. Right. As you'll be aware, uh, Stephen Murdoch no longer works for ISO Solutions. That's true enough. That's true enough. There were um, irregularities in no. certain uh, in certain payments. No. He no. was invoicing his Absolutely clients not. for that were outside. Absolutely not of ISO Solutions remit. Also, and I, yes. I've got. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. I've got to say it. Also, since. He served time in prison for stalking Charlene Spiteri of the rock group Texas. Well, they're not strictly a rock group, but go on. Soft rock, if you want to really define them. I mean, some of the later stuff, Red Book, Careful What You Wish For, was slightly softer than what what the earlier stuff. Since he served time in prison, uh, 18 months, for stalking uh, lead singer Charlene Spiteri of rock group uh, Texas, we have done everything we can to disassociate ourselves from Mr Murdoch. This is partly because a lot of his cyber stalking uh, took place while he was on ISO uh, premises. Yes, uh, that's and right. And it, it was brought to our attention during the court case that he right. had secretly installed video cameras on the front and back doors of Miss Pateri's uh, residence in Scotland and London, and he was monitoring those using an ISO computer. Therefore, uh, if he comes on your show again, please make it clear he no longer works with us and has not worked with us for some right. time. Yours, James Barraclough. Barraclough is out of order because you know as well as I do that I did work for her, right? Now, I, all right, she didn't ask me to put cameras on the back door. OK, I did that, and that was out of my own pocket. OK. Just... I'm just. Yeah, we're talking about what I'm here to talk, uh, to talk about. Well, the, the, I'm the... actually moved now. I'm at Kilkenny's, James Kilkenny's Computer Solutions. Ah, James Kilkenny's Computer Solutions. Well, if you're going to be stupid about it, tell us about Pokemon Go. What is it? Why has the world gone absolutely nuts for it, Stephen? And how can we get the most out of it? Right, Pokemon Go is an interactive game. It's available. I've. I've actually served my sentence for that. I just want to get that absolutely well, that, and that's, quite clear. I want to get that clear. Let's now. not dwell on it. Let's not dwell on it. It's fine. You went to prison for stalking, and if, right. I, I believe I'm like um, Timpsons, the shoe repairers and key cutters. Right, okay. They employ a lot of criminals. I am very, very happy to give people a second chance. Uh, well, first of all, it's, it's quite strong with one stalking, secondly criminal. Let's move on. Pokemon Go is an interactive game that's seen very popular at the moment where people go out and they, they search for... Um, You'll often see young men, won't you, walking around yes. looking at their telephones. Before it would have been Tinder or Grinder, but now right. they're chasing the Pokemon. Right. So you can pick up um, the, the fictional characters, Squirtle, Pikachu, Bulbasaur... Charmander, Weedle, these are some of the fun characters that you can uh, pick up. It's all the rage. There's been a lot of worry about people wandering into roads, children like, not concentrating uh, on what they're going, where they're going. I've done it myself. I've, I've knocked into something, I've knocked into a man um, up on Hampstead Heath. A bit of a minor misunderstanding. I was purely looking for uh, uh, Pokemons. Now, what I will say to you With is, your trousers uh, undone. No, 
It's very warm. It's warm at the moment. You said that yourself. I was up there and I was I was enjoying Pokemon Go like anyone would. Yeah, on Hampstead Heath. Yes, and a man came up and said... At night time. I misunderstood what he said. He said, you want a Pokemon? Uh, and I didn't really understand what he said. I thought he was into the same sort of gaming as I was. There's so. a story in the papers today. There's a story. My Bulbasaur. <clears throat> There's a story every day about the Pokemon, it seems. Yes. Today's one is... The Poke-Sessionals. You heard about this? Go on. Pros paid £40 an hour right. to catch Pokemon. And the thing is, as you know, Stephen, you've got to catch them all. Can I just get something straight? When, when Mr Barraclough got in touch with you, how long ago was this? Was this recent? Because I've had dealings with him of late, and I'm not going to have it. This was after the last time you came on, about a month That's ago. That's why I didn't do 18 months. OK. I'm re- a certain amount in remand that I'd served, and it was nowhere near 18 it's, months. We've, listen, Stephen, that is fine. I just had to read that for legal reasons, because I don't want to get sued, and I don't want you to you get sued. You can tell him if he writes back. I'm, I'm, okay. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want you to get sued, so uh, I'm just doing that, and that is fine. And that is... What is, is Barry Does Kilkenny... Anyone... Yes, Kilkenny. Okay. I was going to do a little, what we always say, if, it's, um, if, if, if people, computer nerds, as you, you referred to them, want some help with the computer, yep. and they say, I'm going to kill Kenny, I would say, well, what's he done? Okay. Uh, which is that's our good. little... That's, a, the, that's, the, that's, that's that cartoon, a, that's isn't it? a joke, yeah. We've got right. Star on the line. Star's got a question for you. Star, you're good through evening. to Stephen Murdoch. Hello. Um, yeah, the question is, um, I've had a com- well, my laptop for about... Seven right. years now. Right. And all of a sudden, it's just started. When I turn it on, it'll be on yeah. for about 15 minutes, and right. then all of a sudden, it just switches off for no reason. Right. Are you pressing now, a, bu- a button? Sorry, if I can finish. If you're pressing a button in the top right-hand corner that looks like a sort of half a moon with a thing, because that's the off button. No, no, Don't no. I'm not pressing Get, get start, start, if, try not to speak over Stephen. He's a very right. wise man, and it's, it's just a little bit rude. Go on, Stephen, say that again. Sorry. So are you charging it? You have to charge a, a, you know, a, a device that, that if it's not directly powered, if it's not, you want to plug it into a socket, you can charge it, and you can use it remotely. Are you, you, you're doing that charging it? Yeah, what I'll do is I'll, um, I'll charge it up fully, and then before I actually use it, um, I unplug it and then um, use the laptop without the charger in. Right. Now, I've took it to somebody, and they, they looked at it, and they turned around and said that the reason why it was doing that was because it was old, it had never been cleaned, and mm. he said that he cleaned it out for me, and it should work fine. How, how did he clean it? Yeah. I how don't did he know. All I know is he just he opened it up no, and cleaned it Sorry? All I know is he opened and cleaned it. Sorry, Star, say that again. All I know is he said he opened it up and cleaned it. That's all he said. Just cleaned it. He opened it up and cleaned it. I mean, was he cleaning the actual software or was he physically cleaning, you know, some sort of liquid, you know, fairly liquid or something? Because you must know. No, he used um, a a vacuum type thing. What's what's the question, Star? Because we've got a lot of people want to talk to. A vacuum. Yeah. Well, I want to know because he said that's what that was the problem, but it's it's still doing it. And um, I asked somebody else, and they said that it was the heat sink on the the, the board. In 
I'll put new paste on it and it's still doing it. Huh? Could you think of anything else that it could be wrong with it? Because I'll, I'll change the battery, it's a brand new battery in it. And it's still doing it. Oh, she's enough, girl. Stephen? Have you tried turning it off at the wall and turning it on again? That's... Yep, tried that. It's natural. It's natural. Uh, but have you... But have you... But, but Stars, is it... Have you tried turning it off and on again? Yeah, tried okay. that. Well, it, could it, you... It's why, don't you tr- why don't you try that again? I mean, with all due respect, Star, I mean, I'm, I'm a specialist in VPN, uh, Virtual Private Network, and Migration Cloud-based Systems. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I can't really speak about the battery on your. Um, what kind of. What make is it? It's an Acer Aspire. Yeah, you should it's have bought a better computer. No, no, no. You're not doing anything like that. Star, I hope that, I hope that helps. Good luck. Good luck, Star. I hope that helps. Let's. Go. No, I can't really. I mean, the thing is, you know, if I, without actually seeing that, no. I don't know. She's been to someone who sucked it off with a vacuum cleaner. I don't know that. that I mean, when people talk about cleaning your PC. It's a question of cleaning the software. It's not literally cleaning it. No, with, you know, soap and water, a vacuum cleaner. Let's go to um, Jamie. Jamie, you're through to Stephen Murdoch. What would you like to ask him? Hi, Stephen. How are you doing? Hello. Not too bad. Um, I'm having a, a pro- I've got a computer and I'm having a problem with it. Well, that's um, the start. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like I'm having a problem with my floppy. Like, so I'm putting it in. No. And then it's coming out again. Know. Yeah, and I'm putting it in, and it's coming out again, and I'm put, and it starts making a, a screaming noise, and then it just ignores is this me. A, is this a euphemism? You because you got a floppy that you're trying to put in and out. Update your jokes. No one's used a floppy. I've got I've it's cut, a really old computer. I've, I've cut him off, Stephen. I've cut oh, him off. An idiot. I'm not having... Look, I'm, I'm here, look, with all due respect... Yeah, I've cut him off. What I'm doing will kill Ken is, you know, we, we offer servicing options for businesses, ad hoc basis, cost-effective workshop repairs, remote support. I don't... I can't entertain no. people who are going to talk gone. about the floppies. I know what he's, he's saying. He's it's talking about... Pathetic. He's talking about um, a floppy... Yeah, I know what he's talking about. Go on. Floppy Hello? penis, isn't he? Yes, that's what he's talking about. I know. Well, look, incidentally, don't stick one of those in your hard drive. <laughs> Hello? <coughs> a very dusty in this studio. Right, let's go well, to Manny. Go don't go it with a vacuum. No. <laughs> like a star. Ma- Manny, you're through to Stephen Murdoch. What would you like to ask him, Manny? And just to warn you, Stephen, Manny's blind. I want you to go with oh, you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go on. <laughs> well, he seems quite no, chipper no. about it. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you, Ian. I didn't want to talk to you. <laughs> oh well, let's I've got no interest in computers. I got no, I got no interest in computers. Have you? All well, right, I've, got, you... I've got a question, Stephen. Because Manny is yeah, blind. Right. It, what, what, what special um, computers are there out there for people who can't see nothing? Uh, well, I think you know. In case you notice, you can feel the keys and you press them down the same as anything. I mean, I touch type. Obviously, I can see see things. No, not um, you, but I'm talking about Manny, who can't see things. What's he doing? I don't know. <coughs> You're coughing. Hello? Question. Man, Manny, you may, Manny, you may be blind, but manners, you know, manners maketh the Manny. you got emphysema as well. Are you talking to me? But, yes. You're deaf as well. Oh, you missed slap in the face. What? You heard? Are you just slapping a face? I'm slapping a face. 
Because my people would be flying, I might be blind. Oh, no. I could catch no, your face. ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, Ian. You get someone on with a breathing problem, you can't hear, you can't see. I'm, I, you know, I've got every, you know, I feel very sorry for you, Manny, but you've been rude to me now, I'm sorry. I've cut him off now, Manny's gone. Thank God. Um, right, let's see, who's on, who's this on line nine? Hello? Are you a Manny or are you a Mousy? <laughs> he, Manny's gone now. Who's this on? Sorry? What? Yep. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Who is this caller? Christ's <laughs> sake! What's going on? <laughs> Who is that money again? Now, money's been cut off. Well, who's that? Does anyone want any help with the computer or not? You know. <laughs> Manny, I've cut Who you off. That? Manny, go away. <laughs> Manny, put the phone down, please. If you if you can't see how to do it, get someone to help. <laughs> I wouldn't trust you with the computer, man. Put, put the phone down. Put the oh, phone down, you. Manny. But perhaps we should do this another day. This is absolutely ridiculous. No, hang on. Let's we can we can um hang on a second. Let's uh Let's try this one. We've got Rob. Rob, you're through to Stephen Murdoch. Hi, Steve. You're all right. Yes, fine, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, Steve. I've got a little bit of a question in regards to the Pokemon Go thing. Obviously, that's right. based on 90s nostalgia. Right. I'm just wondering if you've got any insights onto any of the other games. I think a Hail and Pace app would be really great for Nintendo. Have you got any thoughts or insights on that? Well, it's, I mean, actually, in, 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 <laughs> I find you say that because I, what I was, I mean, when we started this conversation, you were saying we're nerds, we're nerds in, 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 in the heat. I would like to introduce an app, a game, which is all about the fun side of computers. Mm. I, I like to think that, you know, I mean, putting the fun back into, into computing, that doesn't work, but you know, putting the fun back in. Um, I've, I've got. I've actually written a few jokes that that, that appertain to technology. Um, yeah, what have I got here? Um, did you hear about the guy who caught got caught in the rain with his laptop? Luckily, he had a Mac. <laughs> Just say that again. Oh, sorry, Stephen. Uh, oh no, we got done. Is that the joke? Well, it's, yeah. It's, all right. Um, how many computer programmers does it take to change a light bulb? Two, one to change a light bulb, the other to discuss how much better the GTX 180 <laughs> graphics card. That is good. Have you considered taking this to Edinburgh, Stephen? Well, that's what I'm sort of thinking. You mentioned the hail and pace, you know, I, yeah. mean, I think you're probably having a joke with me, but I, there's no reason why computers can't be fun. Um, so, you know, just trying to, you know, I mean, maybe an app that's for nerds, yeah. if you want, you know, for want a better word, Rob, people who Rob, see the comedy Rob, and technology. Yeah, <laughs> Rob, you're, you're, um, you're into computers. What do you use computers for primarily? Well, I put poke into the app thing, and I don't think I've got the same app that maybe the rest of the people have got. Yeah, that's another double entendre, isn't it? It's basically, what happens is I see, like, the animal... Well, it's like it's like right. beaver, and I've got to try like touch the beaver. I don't. It's weird. It's not Pokemon. Right. I think I've probably had enough of this now. It's like Absolutely a beaver. Ridiculous. It's quite... Go away. I'm really sorry, Stephen. Um, it's a, can I just? Is there can... anyone who wants? Now, I mean, I can actually offer. Can hang on a second. Hang on a second. Right. Can I just let me just speak to the listener? Right. 
I come in every night and do this show for you. I get paid quite well. But I come in every night and do this show for you. And I put my neck on the line, dear listener, to try and provide you with not only stuff that's funny and crazy and, you know, anarchic, what you expect, but also stuff. How much do you charge an hour, Stephen? If, if, if I were to bring a computer to you, how much would you charge me an hour? Legitimately, very, very, not the bit on top. No, no, very, very reasonably. It's probably £90 an £90 hour. £90 an hour plus that, right? Yeah. You're getting this guy for free. For free. 90 quid. I'm not finished. You want to be so heavy handed. No, no, I do, Stephen. I don't see I do. They are treating you. This guy has been to college. He's worked. He's done a little bit of bird. We're all, we're all yay close to being in prison. And you have got free computer advice and you're phoning up to. I know what a beaver is. It's a vagina. Yeah, it's pathetic, isn't it? Absolutely pathetic. Let's try it. Let's try one more. Let's try one more. Line one, you're through to Stephen Murdoch. Oh, hi there. Yeah, we, uh, since the Pokemon Go app come out, we've had Here a we lot go. of children. Here we go. At last. Okay. At okay. last. Okay. Away we go. At last. Pokemon Go. Yes. yes. Sorry, yeah, we've had a lot of children gathered around the house. Um, and I went right. out there and asked one of them, and they said that it's uh, an, uh, some kind of official pokey stop outside oh. the house, which is making them right. gather. Oh, right. Um, now, we've had problems. I've had problems in the past with uh, people outside the house, and I've had, right. I have had convictions. I need to be up front with you. Um, mm. But one of the kids said that the best you've had what? method of getting... with me? So, sorry, just a minute. You've had what to be up front with me? Oh, I'm just saying, I've, I've, you know, things have been nasty outside the house before, so, I, right. you know, okay. I'm, trying to, so I'm trying to be... Pol- I think he's a convict, convicted sex offender, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 go on. What, what, no. So, so uh, yeah, one of, one, one of the kids had said, I'm best to get the app myself and then go right. up the street and hang right. my lure out. OK. Pardon? So, Stephen, this is a tricky situation because a a lot of um, public places, me and my boys were chasing the Pokemon the other day, there was one in the back garden, we had to leave it. Uh, Very specific situation, Joseph is a convicted sex offender, a lot of young people hanging around outside his house, Um, does he want to put a lure out, I suppose? What can you do, Stephen, to to get your house taken off of, A, um, the Pokemon uh, register, and B, the sex offenders register? Well, in the first hand, I don't really know. Who, who puts it out? Is it Nintendo or something? But I don't know. You're the expert. Uh, I don't know about that specifically. All I can do is I would speak to manufacturers. I would say you don't want people outside your house. Secondly, I would try to get yourself on the sex register. And thirdly, I'd stop phoning up and clearly taking a mickey out of me. I've had enough of this. Well, Stephen... What an idiot. Well, Stephen... Um... Just remind us of the company you work for again, in case anyone wants to um, get... Kenny, Computer Solutions, Hampshire. Okay. I'm going to be up in Scotland um, next month. Right. Coming up to Scotland for the festival. Right, okay. We, we, uh, okay. And I was wondering if you'd like to meet for a, for a, a quick drink I don't think so. I don't so. think so. Thank you. Why? I think this is probably been a bit of a waste of time. So, but <laughs> thank you very much. I'm, 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 <laughs> really? No, I'm coming no, up to Edinburgh I, I for the think festival. I've had enough now. I've got to have an early night. I'm going to a conference tomorrow. I, I spoke to you in good faith. I spoke to your producer who showed me <laughs> there'd be no messing around. It's not my fault the callers are idiots. What happens is, you get on here, you have a message from James Barraclough accusing me well, of doing time. I did nowhere near 18 months. 
that was a misunderstanding. I happen to love Charlene's bacteria, and I love her, her work more than anything. You get a, a variety of quacks on here, freaks, making jokes about their lures hanging out and soft, floppy drives and genus. And I, I think it's completely out of order, and I'm not going to do it again. So thank you very much. Goodbye. Okay, Stephen. Thank you. Stephen? Yes. Oh, I thought you got. Um, so that's that's. Um, can we look forward to speaking to you next month? No. Okay. Good night. Goodbye. Oh, very quickly, Stephen. Will oh, he's gone? Will Guyatt, the LBC's computer expert, has tweeted me. Uh, there's an email address for the developers. They can remove your Pokestop. Thank you, Will. We should look into getting him in next time. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. OK, 0844 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can carry on talking about Pokemon. The thing about the Pokemon um, Go is that um, it, it is quite a boring game, really. I mean, once the novelty of AR augmented reality has worn off it's it's a bit of a rubbish game the pokemon are too far apart they're bloody miles apart now i'm going into london well not tomorrow saturday that's we're going to take the boys into london um saturday and um we will have a little look around then so we can find any more but otherwise it's just a bit dull as a game Really, if there was some sort of fighting game where you could, like a karate game, you could go around. I don't know how that would work. Anyway, uh, Gatford, Sam, stay there. Come to you in a bit. Uh, let's go to Mike. Good evening, Mike. Hiya. Hello, Mike. What you got for us? Well, I don't like Pokemon Go either. I agree with everything you just said. I like the idea of it. Yeah. But I, it's just a little bit... Uh, so you go around collecting Pokemon, and then I think you can go off and have a battle somewhere, can't you? I think you have to go to the gyms, but you can't throw it down with the person you sit next to at work, which is why I, quite, I thought that would be better if you have a bit of a Pokemon battle with the person you're with mm. or whatever, you know, but, you know, because gyms. But the main reason why I'm ringing, I watched an interesting documentary tonight I thought you might like, or be interested in, I'm not sure. Was it on YouTube? Uh, no, although I did watch, I watched the uh, Ian Lee uh, and Richard Heron thing on YouTube earlier, oh, yeah. oh, which yeah. is the first thing I've ever watched on YouTube. I felt like a modern man. Yeah, good a bit. You, you, you'd never watched anything on YouTube before that. I've, well, I have, only not not like kind of a, a solid. Oh, okay. TV. I've watched like, music videos and pictures of cats, things like that. Yeah. But never anything like a solid. So I remember was it any good? I've not, not I've not watched it, and I will never watch it because I I hate watching myself. Was it any good? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought you came across quite well. I haven't watched it all, actually. Oh. Because someone came into the room and they were talking and I was trying to concentrate. Yeah. I just got up to the bit where you were, I think you were about to reveal why the two of you had beef. I'm going to finish it off yeah. next week. We did, uh, was, was, I like that. It was nice, Richard Herring, but I was, I was incredibly nervous. And uh, No, you don't, you don't come across that way. Well, at all. thank God. But yeah, you. sorry. So, yes. not on YouTube. It's on the iPlay. Have you ever heard of the iPlay archive, which is old shows they put on iPlayer, obviously. Do you, do you have to pay for it? No, it's free. Oh. Oh, I didn't so know I watched that. Arena Masters of the Canvas, which is a documentary about Peter Blake painting Kenda Nagasaki. Peter Blake who did the, the cover to Sgt. Pepper? 
Yeah, who... Painting, uh, the, painting the wrestler Kenda Nakasaki, who wears a mask um, and plays the drums. Yeah, but Kenda Nakasaki is more of a spirit. That This is in the interview. You learn, is there a spirit who inhabits a man? Yeah, because you're learning it, that Peter Blake's dream yeah. in life is to be Kenda Nagasaki. What? It's the... fantastic, man. You need to watch it. It's, yeah, you, have to, you, you have to look for it a bit. Awesome. Yeah, it's wicked. So, and it opened, the opening gambit is a scene where they're just, oh, I can't remember the name of the guy who presents it. It was made in 1992 or at least 1992. Getting dressed. And he's in a hair tone, he's getting dressed, including yeah. a pen knife. Don't know why it shows you that. And then it all kind of, it's one of those where it keeps, it intermittently goes through him. Getting, I won't ruin the end for you. It intimately goes through him getting dressed, and you meet Kendo Nakasaki's manager, who's a really aggressive cop. I, I, I bet you don't see him with his mask off, though, do you? Well, because no one ever does. No. No but one. then I went on to Kendo Nakasaki's website, and he, he's kind of got a bit of a cult. And if you email him, he will heal you on the 13th minute of the 13th hour of the 13th day of every uh, month. He will heal you. The Saturday distance. afternoon wrestler, Kendo Nagasaki. Dude, you need to, you need to Google it. You need he's to, dead, though. He's not dead. He's well alive. Kendo Nagasaki die. is well dead. Let's go out. I'm sure you've got Wikipedia, but we all have. No, he's not. I was on his website earlier on today. He's got a cult and everything. Well, th- I, well, first of all, websites don't get updated when people die. I thought Kendo Nagasaki died about ten years ago. No, he still. No, no, he was still. He was wrestling as late as 2008, which would have made him rubbish. Honestly, well, I know, I know. Uh, you know, Wikipedia can yeah. be doctor. One of my hobbies used to be doctor. Subtly doctoring Wikipedia was one of my. Favourite lunchtime hobbies. I always used to create horrible deaths for members of uh, the oh. band Five. Oh. Um, for, for members of who? The band, the band Five? Five. You just, do... I used to subtly make them die. Jeez. Other Jeffrey Arch I used to do quite a lot as well. well. I might, for a long time. I can understand, but the, the, the guys from Five, what have they ever done to you? It was pre Technically, it was trolling, but it was pre-trolling. I yeah. wouldn't do it now, because I understand he's quite, he's quite a mean... I wouldn't do it, it's quite mean. And, uh, yeah, quite, t- r- writing um, uh, horrible deaths for pop stars is quite mean, yes. But, but um, I don't do it. It was, it was, it was, we've all, you know, if we all go back... We haven't all done it. You were, you were about to say, we've all done it, and we haven't no, 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 all no, 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 done no. it. I wasn't going to say we've all done it. I was going to say we've all been kind of idiots at some point in our youth. That's what I was going to say, which we all have. Yeah, we've all been you're right. Kind of idiots. If the internet had been around when I was a kid, flipping it, I'd be in prison now for a variety yeah. of reasons. Yeah, no, that's what really annoys me about well, when you get, especially, I don't get trolls on Twitter, but it really annoys me when you get kind of 40 or 50 year old people trolling on Twitter. You think, for God's sake. Anyway, irrelevant. Yeah, no, he's still alive. 1974. No. So he was wrestling up until the age of 67. Where was but I? No. I was somewhere. I think is when I went to see the Danny Baker show being filmed in about 1995. I'm sure it was that. They had Kendo Nagasaki came out and played the drums. I don't know. His drumming isn't part of it, but there's a really epic scene at the end with the D-mask. They demask him, but it's just not what you think. It goes left field. Well, if it, if it, if it, if it's not what I think, it's a black woman then. Oh no! But it's pretty, even the end with it. So eventually, they, they kind of because there's no one does an interview with Kendo Nakasaki. You kind of guess they're going to do the interview with him, but it's just in a public car park in the dead of night. He just turns up in this massive rolls with his wow. 
market trader manager. It's, it's dead good. I reckon you just, it, 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 I know you said you're going to do filming again. But, oh, no, that's, I've just thought it's, it's almost like uh, yeah. a 1992 English version of Kung Fu Elliot. You're thinking, is this documentary actually mm. real or is this just... Arena was yeah. the one with um, a, a message in a bottle floating on the sea, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah I'm a bit, a tiny bit too young to remember it properly. It was. I was impressed with that as well. Yeah, it's real nice. And I, I like things where you see old fashioned cars. I'm a bit of a simpleton in that way. You go, oh yeah, look, he's, he's driving a Ford Sierra. Yeah. yeah. I, I, do you know what, Mike? If I remember, if I remember, I'll check that out. I'll tweet you it. I know you're not on the Twitter. Mm. I'm, I'm pleased. I'm glad of that. Yeah. If it was making you sad, but I'll tweet you it, and therefore you can. Every, everybody should watch it. Yeah, All everyone right. can talk about it. All right, Mike. Well, I'll t- you tweet it, and I'll retweet it. How's about them apples? Oh, oh, that, that kind of feeds my ego. Being a little bit famous. There we go. Well, a little bit famous. Mike, thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I've started reading. Where's my book? I started reading because someone, one of you lot, said, oh, you should read this book. And so I got in touch with the author and I got got a free copy. Nielsen, Harry Nielsen. Harry Nielsen, The Life of a Singer-Songwriter by Alan Shipton. Now, Alan's going to come on at some point. He sent me this and he sent me a book about Billy J. He's written a book about Billy J. Kramer. And I went, oh, oh, we were just talking about Billy J. Kramer the other day uh, because someone's mum went out with him or something, didn't they? Um, so um, once I've read this Nielsen book, and whoever recommended it to me, thank you, because it's brilliant. I've, 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 I've got right into it today. Uh, we're going to get Alan on to talk about um, uh, Billy J. Kramer and a bit of Harry Nielsen. Harry Nielsen's a weird one, right? I'm aware of him because he wrote a couple of tunes to the Monkees. And I bought the Harry Nielsen box set, like all the RCA albums, about 18 albums. I've got about 35 quid, 40 quid. And um, as I knew I would... Not with, uh, as I knew I wouldn't, as I knew I would, as I knew I wouldn't, as I knew I would, I have not played any of the CDs. Does that make sense? As I knew I wouldn't, I have played all of the CDs. As I knew I would, I have not played any of the CDs. I've played one. Um, There's just so much. There's just so blooming much. But I'm going to make, I'm going to make, and what I've heard of Neil tonight, some of it is stunning and some of it's like, ooh. Oh, that's, that's hard work. So I'm going to make it my mission to get into Harry Nilsson. Because I like the idea of Harry Nilsson. Thank you. I like the idea of Harry Nilsson. And I like some of the songs. He did a brilliant... Oh! He did an absolutely brilliant Beatles mashup. Um, uh, have you? Uh, this, uh, this is absolutely... Uh, let me play this. Get Kath, because Kath would like this. Get Kath to listen to this, because she'll like this. Um, let me play this. Hang on. Oh, computer, do as you're told. This is, this, I mean, this is, have you heard the Harry Nilsson Beatles mashup? This is brilliant, right? This is, from, I think, his first album, Pandemonium Shadow Show. Have a listen to this. My babe, don't buy me presents. How can you laugh when you know I'm dying? Talking to that boy again Gonna let you down And leave you flat Gonna let you down and leave you flat Because I've told you
when he's doing that he's like 22 or 23 or something ridiculous when he's and it's that's all him it's all he's doing all the vocals so he's brilliant but like the most brilliant people sometimes they're quite hard to get into and i'm fine i I need to do a bit of work but this book is getting me very excited so this is the book you can see it at home dear periscopers and we'll get alan on to talk about it in a week or two when i've read it right Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Gatford Sam, stay there. Come to you after this. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Okay. Okay. Hey, my friend Scott posted the most heartbreaking photograph. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, we call you back. Posted the most heartbreaking photograph I think I've ever seen. Um, it was a skip full to the brim of cellos, all of them broken. A skip full to the brim of broken cellos. And you just look at them and think, oh, 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 it's heartbreaking. Oh, I bet it would look good in a fire, though. Wouldn't it look good chucking a, a cello on the fire? How decadent. How decadent. When, when um, we're all nuked. And um, society exists in a completely different format to to what we have now. It will happen, guys. It will happen. Um, Things like cellos will be worthless. All all the cellists will have... They'll they'll have died straight away. They will, because they're they're quite fey. So the the fey people will be the first to go. So cellists will go. And also, we'll, we'll, we'll eat them. Because we will have a misplaced sense of what is important, and we will uh, consider art to be unimportant, so we will eat the cellists. Yes, I did used to play the cello, but I had to stop it because I was too tough. And uh, oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. And um, so we we will mistakenly mistakenly think that art isn't important, and so to keep ourselves warm, we will burn cellos and Picassos. And Rembrandts. We will burn them because there will be no other material left to keep the fires warm to protect our children. And then, like a hundred years later, um, uh, people will go, Oh no! Ow! Where's all them Picassos? Chucked them on the fire years. Ow! No! Not the Picassos! Bum! Oh eight four four 
499-1000, if you were involved in a nuclear war, what would be the thir- first thing you would burn? Gatford's on the line. Good evening, Gatford. Evening, boss. How's it going? Yeah, good, man, good. We got, Big evening I, for this evening. Big can I, evening. Can I just say... Um, OK, uh, yeah. That we've got... Uh, coming up... Let me play you a clip of it now, right? Um, coming is this, up... Is this Patty LaBelle? N- no, not Patty LaBelle. It's Patty Boyd. OK. Patty Boyd. Boyd. Oh, Boyd, Patty Boyd. Was right. uh, married to um, George Harrison, and uh-huh. then George Harrison pretty much gave her to Eric Clapton. She wanted to go, uh-huh. and he wanted to... She's so, a sad loss of two great... Guitarist. I know. Uh, oh, no, anyway, hold on. No. I got to speak to hold her. On. I got to speak to her. Shut up. I got to speak to her a couple of hours ago, and uh, we'll play the whole interview about, around about half past 12. But listen to this. This is her talking about the first time. Uh, she was with John Lennon and George Harrison the first time they took LSD. We got up and went into the sitting room, and just chatting, and then John said, we've really got to go. We don't want to miss them. And the dentist said, you can't possibly leave yet. But John said, why? And he said, because... You've just had LSD. No. John freaked out because he had, he understood what it was. Yeah. George and I and Cynthia, no idea, never heard of it. Didn't know why John was getting so angry. And um, anyway, that was it. John said, right, we're definitely leaving. So we left and we got into our little mini. <laughs> and I can't tell you what it's like. I don't know if you've ever taken a drug as strong as that, but you become so enormous in your mind. Yeah. And so four people get growing and growing in this tiny little mini. It was, you know, it was surreal and it was, it was hallucinogenic. So it was very scary. Yeah. And in fact, incredibly irresponsible of the dentist. Oh, of course, yeah. To have given us this and knowing George was driving mm. too. Imagine that. Imagine driving through London being driven by George Harrison in a mini, John Lennon, uh, Cynthia Lennon, and you're tripping your nuts off. We'll play the whole interview later on. It's an absolute delight. I, I'm, going, I'm going to the dentist tomorrow. Yeah, if, if, if only everybody's dentist were as free and easy with that. Yeah, but I'm a bit worried, because what if he does give me something like that? Don't do, I... And I have to say, my, my boss thinks I encourage... Uh, I, I speak too lovingly of drugs. Trust oh, me, no. guys, if you knew what I've been up to, you wouldn't. But... Uh, I have to say this, uh, we, we don't encourage drug use on this show, but she is simply recounting um, what was, well, what was uh, one of the most significant turning points in rock music history, the moment John Lennon discovered LSD. Just say no, kids. Just say no, but boy, she tells an amazing story. What you got for us, Gatford? Well, um, I rung up to speak to Rupert Murdoch earlier, but I think he's gone as well. Yep, Stephen Murdoch, uh, yep. Stephen, oh, his brother, Stephen. Um... I was going to talk about the old Pokemon app, and I downloaded it, and I deleted it a day later, because it's rubbish. It is. I mean, I'm going to try it again. I've got the kids tomorrow. I'm going to try well, it again with the kids. the kids. it's fine. Well, it's not, though. The problem is um, that it takes... So the, 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 they're all so far away. Isn't the thing, though, as well, that really you're just capturing them? You're going to have fights, but you've got to go to, like, approved places. Yeah, I didn't even get that far. I didn't. I think I only caught one, and it's just like going around a map. But isn't there the problem that you could end up going to places you're not supposed to, trying to find a Pokemon? Well, we heard we heard a, a convicted sex offender calling in saying his house was a Pokemon stop, um, which is awkward to say yeah. the least. But it's also it's educational. How? Well, because that you go to these <clears throat> places. <clears throat> excuse me, um, and you learn facts. It's particularly in London. 
Um, there are lots of little facts about where you are. The little green oh. opposite the talk radio studios used to be an envelope factory. So there's all this stuff, you, and I genuinely didn't know that. And apparently, oh, okay. in uh, um, I think it's in the V&A, you get facts about loads of the pictures and works of art and stuff. Oh, OK. Well, fair enough. That's, that's good, then. In fact, tomorrow, t- Saturday, we're going to go to a screening of Finding Dory... And oh. then maybe we'll go to the science museum. We might go to the science museum afterwards and have oh, a little yeah, Pokemon. Bet all over yeah, it. yeah, yeah. In that basement bit, I bet they've got Pokemon all over the shop. Yeah, yeah. Going to have some Literally of that. That's the what we we'll do. That's what we we'll do. Literally, the gift shop. I got. Uh, yeah. Good, good, to, good of you to tell us where you'll be. Everybody to the science museum if you want to see Ian on Saturday. Hey, the science museum. Right. <laughs> is do you go to museums much, Gatford? Uh, no, not now. I used to when I was yet when I was about mid twenties. I did have a bit of a British museum phase. I used to go regularly. Uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing it more, and I do it with the kids, and the kids are really good, right? Because they like even things that w- might be considered to be a bit stuffy, like the V and A. Uh, they enjoy that. They enjoy going and look at the statues, and you know. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm gonna start doing it more. I'm gonna start doing it more on my own. Do you know what really affected me when they told me that the um, the dinosaur was no longer at the National History Museum? Because uh, that was that's like a... it still is there. They didn't get rid of it in the end. They were oh, going to get rid of it. I think. It... Well, here's the thing, right? Because that's like from my childhood. Yeah. I remember going and getting, you know. Well, you're old. Postcards. But here's the thing. It's not a real skeleton of a dinosaur. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know. Well, that. I didn't know that until a couple of years ago. It's just like a copy. Yeah, but I mean. It's like in the middle of the room. If it was like real, it would disintegrate or something, wouldn't it? Well, no, it's bones, man. It's, but this is like made out of fiberglass or something. Yeah, but like human bones disintegrate, don't they, over time? No. Really? Sorry, I'm just um, um, I'm just emailing the Beatles story. Oh right, yeah. Anyway, go on, carry on. I'm, I'm listening. No, I, I, I haven't really got much more. Cut me off. Okay, I'll cut you off. Yes, Sam. Hello, you okay? Yeah, yeah, good, thank you. Good. Um, I wanted, well, I was going to call up and um, speak to um, Stephen Murdoch. Yeah, but... sorry, for everyone we had, can I just say, we had so many people calling in, and, right, for everyone that phoned in and dicked around, shame on you. Shame on you, right? That guy has had a really rough few years, and I'm doing, as a favour, I'm let, getting him to come on and get ninety pounds plus VAT per hour he charges, right? You had the chance to get free advice, and all of you phoning up with your floppy disks and your beavers, shame on you! <laughs> it's not funny, Sam. Shame on you, right? You have crushed that bloke. I hope you sleep well tonight, you absolute asses. Anyway, Sam, carry on. No, it's strange because like he seems like a nice guy, but he's got quite a short temper. It seems. I mean, I'm not sure, but if he's Scottish, I'm Scottish, I've got quite a short temper. But anyway, I wanted to talk to him about Pokemon Go because I, I spoke to you about it the other day. And it's strange because, like, I've got really, really into it. And I like the premise of it. I love the idea of it. It gets kids out. You know, it might help obesity in the future. It's beautiful. I love the idea of it. It's a little bit boring. It's a little bit tedious, the idea of it. But, you know... Going outside, going on long walk, I love that. I'm but very... you don't need. Why do you need a phone to do that? That's the thing. Like, yeah, I, I get that. I do totally understand that. And um, obviously, when you get the um, eggs that you have to walk like five kilometres, ten kilometres to hatch them, that's quite 
exciting. But 10 kilometres, though, for a walk seems a little bit too much. I guess like six miles, I think, is it? Ten I'm not very good Something at... like that. Yeah, and like, I'm, I don't, I mean, where am I going to walk to? Like, I live in a really rural... R- r- well, what are you? Um, hang on a minute. Just go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, why uh, do you need to walk anywhere? Just, just walk. When I got, when I got, here we go. When I got shafted last year, right? When I got <clears> shafted <throat> by the BBC, and this was pre-breakdown because it didn't have the breakdown immediately, right? But yeah. when I was wobbling, I would go on what I would call my Zen power walks. Right? It was the only <clears throat> way to get me out of bed. Is and it's before we had the dog, and I would just go. And I would walk. And we had, we had fields, but I would just walk. And I would walk and walk and walk, right, for yeah. about a couple of hours. And I would be creative. I'd be emailing people. I'd be emailing um, and texting Kath and plotting how I was going to break her free from the BBC. I would be coming up with ideas for shows. Go out for a walk, man. Go out for a walk. You don't need to go anywhere. Just walk. Yeah, I mean, I make, um, when I'm going for my, my uh, pokey walks, I call them, because I'm, uh, I'm a loser. I make um, videos and that sort of thing. And, oh, by the way, um, I didn't tell you, I hit 10,000 subscribers. There the we go, you see. Now now get oh, every no. one of them to give you a quid. Oh, man, can you imagine that? Fantastic. Yeah, every one of those suckers to give you a quid. Oh, man, I will, I will but I mean, I could start selling merch, like start selling T-shirts with my face on it, but my well, face isn't the best. But Well, you're a good-looking lad, but you've got to be practical, right? Know. You got to be practical, right? I, 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 um, I, when I did my tour, I had a load of T-shirts printed up from Scott Balcony, um, mm. and I sold a few in the first few shows. Then I got cocky. Now my loft is full of T-shirts um, that I got printed up off of Scott Balcony. So I you, have one. You, well, yeah. So you can pay for it. So uh, you don't. I'm not giving them away. <laughs> that we're, we're talking about the fire. We're going to start after the nuclear war. There'll be the second thing on the fire after the cellos, but before the Picassos. <laughs> You can give them to um, homeless people, like, Sorry? to sleep Sorry? on. We can give the T-shirts to homeless people get, to sleep on. Give, no, I, no. <laughs> they, can, they can buy them off me. <laughs> uh, Sam, listen, uh, I've got to go. We're, we're coming up to the news. Thank you very much. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. If uh, you want to give us a call, uh, you're more than welcome to. What are we talking about? We're talking about the Beatles. We're talking about computers. We're talking about Pokemon. We're talking about Norwich. We're talking about what you would burn if there was a nuclear war. We're talking about a big skip full of broken cellos. Basically, we're talking about anything you want. Here we go. Let's have a little tease for after mid- after midnight. We're going to have Patty Boyd, but also we're going to have Jonathan, not the racist one. Let's let's have a little tease. Jonathan, you've got ten seconds to tell us what you're going to be talking about after midnight. Make it good so that the the, the listeners come back. Uh, a very special show at the Science Museum. Okay, we'll have good stuff as well. All right. So, talk radio. Dear listener, lots to come up in the next hour. Uh, we, we'll, we'll talk more about the Science Museum. I was joking. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. Um, you can give us a call about anything you want. You've got the next half hour or so, because after that, it's Patty Boyd. 0844 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Here's the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field on 
die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Spent much time in school, but I told ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or toss and from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuff. Makes Eastwood look so fine It's just dawned on me, Patty Boyd came on to promote the exhibition at the Beatles Story, who are now very kindly following me, which is, and I think they're following you as well, which is a thrill. Um, and I think she only mentioned them once, and I think she might have got the name wrong. So, <laughs> I think, so... Um, I, I'm more than happy to do the business uh, that, that we may have missed in that. Basically, Beatles Story uh, is this brilliant Beatles exhibition, and they're, they're showing this whole exhibition of all of Patty Boyd's amazing, and they're genuinely amazing, photographs of um, her with George Harrison and Eric Clapton. If you want more details, beatlesstory.com, right? Beatlesstory.com. Uh, they're also on Twitter, at uh, beatlesstory. Um, and she's going to be doing a book signing as well. And boy, oh boy, if I was anywhere near there, I'd be there for this. Uh, on the 26th and the 27th of July, she's going to be uh, there in Liverpool at the Beatles story, uh, signing copies of her autobiography. And the exhibition, I think, goes on for quite a while, actually. goes on for a while. Um, so that's all the business side. And uh, we kind of got... I was so in awe of her and enthralled and a little bit in love with her. She, you, you, do you know what I mean? You, you, wonderful. Um, that we, we kind of forgot to do some of the business <laughs> that we were meant to do. So we did, we talked about it a bit, but um, at Beatles Story, if you want to find out more, or Beatlesstory.com, uh, if you want to find out more. And if you get in touch with them and you do go, tell them you heard about us on here. Uh, and maybe we'll get someone from from Beatles Story to come on the uh, to come on the show at some point and have a little chitty chat about them Beatles because they're good, isn't it? Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll play the 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 interview a little bit later on. Um, Jonathan, hip 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 hip. I was at the science museum today actually, um, so I thought I'd call in. There's a really fun new show there, um, which is kind of perfect if you're bringing uh, the boys along. Yeah, um, it's. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, today there was a preview, and all I knew was there were going to be games and game consoles, and people could just sort of rock up and play. And there was also kids there as well, and that normally doesn't kind of go together. Oh, um, it's really it was really fun. There's just a range of consoles from across the from from when they first made, really. So there's yeah. like Commodore 64s, yeah. Ataris, Mega Drives, and also Xbox Ones. I uh, can't take my children to that. There's Minecraft. They don't, well, yeah, they don't know about video games yet. But this is, the, this was so, it was so nice seeing parents and children just kind of 
sharing experiences with each other in a way that had never been done before because the parents were being like, oh, we used to play on this, and the kids were really getting into yeah. it. And then the kids were playing Minecraft, and the parents were like, oh, so that's how you do that. How, how, hang on a minute. This, how much is it going to... Because these exhibitions you've got to pay for, isn't, isn't it? It's, I think it's eight quid, and it opens tomorrow. Oh. Uh, I got in free, but... Yeah, I might, what I might do. My my worry about those things are is they get really crowded, and you can spend all day waiting to have one go on pong. Yeah, I think it's being quite strictly regulated. So there's ninety minute slots, and but I know what you mean because sometimes yeah. you're just kind of hovering over the one game you want to play. Yeah, it's really, it's really fun. Oh, I bet it's brilliant. There was one of there was a games exhibition. I mean, God, this was years ago. Was it the Royal Festival Hall? And they were bizarrely, not bizarrely, rather flatteringly, they were showing the documentary I'd made about video games as part of uh, the Hexhibition. Um, well, I, see, I would like to go to that, and the, the, my children would get in my way. <laughs> that would be the problem. That would be the problem. I will have a look at... The Science Museum is flipping fan blooming tastic though. It is it's absolutely amazing. great. It really is a magical, magical place. Um, We're so lucky to have it, really. Uh, it's easy to take it for granted and just be like, oh, there's museums and stuff, but they're fascinating. It's amazing that we've got those. Yeah, I'll take you for granted in a minute. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Thanks but for calling, yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, Cheers, bye. bye. Let's go to Chris. Yes, Chris. Chris? Chris? Chris, can you hear me? Hello. Hey, flipping heck. Sorry, sorry, Ian. I was just trying to send a message to my friend saying, "Listen to me." Cause oh. I'm gonna did you get Did you get phone. the message to your friend? Did you send it? I'm not sure. So, well, check you've sent it. Well, I can't. I might turn the phone off. Perhaps. Well, if you do, we'll call you back. This is important stuff, Chris. Really? Yeah. Go on, send your message. Go on. We'll wait. Well, I'm going to have to look at the phone. I tell you what. I've got. Let me hang on a minute. I can play. Um... A little bit... How long? 30 seconds. Will that be enough? No, no I'll, I'll do it in seven seconds. All right. One. All right, two. Can we start fresh? One. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Two. Three. Two. Four. Two. Five. Two. Six. Yes, yeah, gone. Seven. Sent. What did the message say? Ah. Uh, uh, oh. saying, listen to me right now, because I'm talking to the Master Lee. OK, OK. He, he doesn't even know who you are, but no. I do. Never mind. What you got for us, Chris? Well, well I was going to... I'm a little bit mash-up, and I was just, just going to... Is it possible to fall over when you're laying vertical? Yes. Have you done it? Yeah, many, many times. That's why I don't drink anymore. What happened? Well, I'm just laying... It's not even a bed. It's just a mattress on the floor. Yeah. And I'm laying down. Uh-huh. And I fell over. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Um, it, it. It's the next step on from when you fall up the stairs. <laughs> We've all done that. When you fall yeah. up the stairs, you're so yeah. mashed up, you fall up the stairs. And then falling over <laughs> when you're lying down. That happens, man. It happens. God, you really are mash up, isn't it? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Good night. But I like I like you. You're you're all right. You are. I thought I'd say that. I like you too, Chris. You're all right. Wait, you don't know me, boss. Yeah. I don't. Kn- I don't know I you. What? I feel like I know you. I feel like we're kindred spirits. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, that's, really? 
Actually, um, I'm picking up I know where you live and stuff. Hey! What the heck? Oh, that reminds me. That reminds <laughs> me. So, you know, I got a letter the other week from a nut job. <laughs> that was me. No, I get these letters. Oh, these another one. I get these mauve letters, right? Mm-hmm. From um, someone. The fir- they first sent one when I worked at the other place, at three C- at BBC, right? And it was there was really angry. It was a really angry letter, and it was rude about me, and it was rude about Catherine, right? And then I started getting letters here, and they're really nice about me. But here's the thing, right? Well, this one even, isn't even nice about. It's just put your name on it, put your flipping name on it. Otherwise, you're a psycho. Maybe his, his actual name is um, anonymous. Here's I'm showing the latest instalment of my Stalker Press. To... My, my mother made what named me anonymous. Okay, you really are just, out of it. Just for a laugh. You, t- I tell you what. Why don't you phone up tomorrow and I'll tell you what you said tonight. Now, the um, they have made me a Jackie magazine <laughs> cover out of purple. It's always purple paper. Sorry, a bit girly. Getting into drawing fashions, especially from Jackie magazine, the seventies. I oh. made a wraparound skirt. There's a picture of a skirt. I made a wraparound skirt like this at school, age 12, at Bredon Hill Middle School. Been there. Big la... Have you? Yeah. Have you? Yes. Have you really? Yes. Where is it? Well, you just said. Okay. Big love. Hope you feel better soon. Loved Miranda Sawyer. Loved the show, July the 12th. Re-young girl thing in says feature. Thank you. Very good, says that show. P.S. Don't use Febreze in your house and not on your dog. Accept, accept the dog smell and open your house windows every day. Use light lavender or mango natural spray from Body Shop. Or I don't know, something like mint spray. Your dog's skin could become irritated using Febreze or stuff like that. Very bad for dog. Put junipers on. And open oh jumpers on and open windows regularly. You have a good voice. Body shop or jumpers. The body shop is available online. I like the young rascals guy. Great hearing his philosophy of life. But here's the thing, right? If you don't want to be considered a complete and utter fruitcake, put your don't make little well, all right, make little comics. That's you know something kind of vaguely nice about that and cute. But put your name on it. Don't send. What was that? Sorry? Don't send anonymous letters giving me advice on life, you freak. <laughs> Absolute freak. <laughs> and I can be, I can say that because it's A, it's weird, and B, the first letter she sent me was really obnoxious, and I found it. I found it in the boot of my car, and I've got it somewhere, and I'll bring it in and I'll read it. You sound different on the phone. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I sound different when you're on drugs, Chris. That's what that is. No, but you actually sound different than you do on on the radio. Keep on tripping, phone. buddy. Keep on tripping. Enjoy the buzz. My hands feel funny when I'm touching things. Um, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Yes, Ollie. 
I like you, Ian. You're all right. <laughs> oh, everyone gone match-up tonight. No, I'm well-behaved on a Thursday night. Good for you. Uh, the weekend starts, well, in a minute. No. What you got for us, Ollie? Uh, uh, I'd like to let you know what you were doing exactly ten years ago today, if that's possible. Oh, that's genuinely terrifying. I don't, hang on a second. I don't know if I want to know. It's like, um, let me let me consider the philosophical ramifications. It's in South... What are you doing? Me? Are you outside? No. Uh, I've got my fan on because it's boiling. Uh, OK. I'll turn it off. Go on, go on, because it's just a little bit noisy and I want you to suffer. <laughs> it's like um, asking, um, do you want to know when you're going to die? Right. And your first thought is, yeah, yeah, of course. And then the second thought is, oh, what if it's tonight? Uh, well, it is tonight. And not you dying. No. Or what if it. it's in, like, 60 years, but uh, all my family will be dead? Well, you, and you know it's coming. Yeah. So do I uh, want to know what I was doing 10 years ago this very night? It will take 30 seconds, and it'll be worth it. Let me see if I can... Let me just... All right, let me try and work this out scientifically. So 10 years ago, it was 2006. Yep. Was it, what day of the week was it? Uh, it was. A Sunday. Uh, it was a Sunday, wasn't it? Uh, it doesn't say. Okay. Um, it, well, all right, I would have been on the radio talking nonsense. But there's a brief summary for 30 seconds. Beautiful. Think... Let's, let's have it. I'll have it. Let's go for it. I'm in. Okay, well, I hope you can hear it properly. It's from my laptop speaker, so... Whack it up nice and loud. Go on. All right, you ready? Yep. If you missed the show today, it was Music Thursday. It sounded like this. Apologise to London. Cats can get through the tiniest cracks. You've got a fine set. Hey, how big are your bongos? I did get that. Turns out not a lot has changed in 10 years. Barry from Offord. <laughs> was that Lynn from Forest Gate on there as well? No, I don't think so. Oh, OK. Lynn from Forest She's Gate. Talk, talk like that. Not. I'm Lynn from Forest Gate. I, talk, I want to talk about Knockers Fat Ferrari. Ian, Ian, Ian. Ian, Ian, Clivey, Clivey. Uh, um, this might be verging on. I'm that, not sure about the accents. I'm not sure about the well, no, those, those are allowed. Those accents are allowed. As long as you don't go, oh, bloody ill. That's not allowed. <laughs> Um, well, thank you for that, Ollie. That was a delightful little um, glimpse into how little I've <laughs> travelled in the last ten years. No problem. Ollie, Have a lovely night. Thank you very much indeed, Ollie. There we go. Ah, dear. It turns out not a lot has... Uh, not a lot of this act has changed, dear listener. Not a lot of this act has changed. Um, 0844 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We have 15 minutes left for you to call before we play the um, excellent chat I had with Patty Boys. Boyd. And it's it's a must for anybody who is a fan of um, rock music, The Beatles, Clapton, and um, a posh woman talking about um, going tripping. 
really. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll have some of that in a little bit and we'll put it out as a podcast as well. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can hear I'm stalling a little bit because I can see the team trying to connect. Um, there we go. We'll have, uh, we'll have Pablo first. Yes, Pablo! Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. You all right? I'm good, thank you, Pablo. What you got for us? Um, I, just, I don't know if you saw this uh, thing. It was in the newspaper uh, a day or two ago in regards to computer game violence. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was just one of these things that well, the ultimate end of the study seemed to basically say that children under the age of uh, six shouldn't be able to watch or play certain games. But the, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, the particular games in the study were um, Grand Theft Auto and... Another eighteen plus game. Yeah, well, that's they. Of course, they, yes, of course, they shouldn't. They shouldn't also be watching violent uh, movies or reading well, exactly. uh, violent books. Well, I think I think that's the uh, the, 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 the 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 misstep. Uh, admittedly, I was in a cafe and I was reading it in the Daily Mail, so obviously it had a certain slant on it. But um, I think it was it was kind of a misstep in the survey. Surely, the, the all that points to is the fact that computer game certification isn't. As uh, hardly parents don't take it, but a lot, a number of parents don't take the computer, the certificates on computer games or movies, um, uh, 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 as seriously as they should do. But then the mail, the mail is just nonsense. The mail constantly screaming. Well, yeah, is... and I know. It, it, I mean, it takes us back to that um, it, that instance where there was that. Uh, it was a friend who'd killed a friend, and they'd uh, claimed that uh, was it the game Manhunt was. Manhunt. Oh, I remember Manhunt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was a dark game, but it was quite a good game. But um, it was. It was brought up in the whole fact that the killer had this game. And he was obsessed with this game. Yeah. And ultimately, but ultimately, it turned out it was the 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 boy who'd been murdered who had the game, and they played it at his house. So it was, you know, ultimately it was the person who you know was murdered who was obsessed with the game, not the person you who. You can't uh, stop people being nuts <laughs> and that's kind of what it boils down to you know yeah but i think that, that, that was ultimately the thing it, it was just kind of a case of the, there's a study being done lots of money being spent on it and the ultimate result is do exactly what it says on the tin whereas the ultimate surely the logical re- result from that would be maybe we should be a little bit more hard line with certification of computer games yeah. We should we should treat it in the same way we do with films, with you know any, any other you know with alcohol, with with something like that. But then equally, we... it would be when when I'm playing online games, I'm not going to have some sort of child swearing well, at me, well, and I'm I'm going to feel I can't swear back. The number of times the, the law at the door. The number of times I have played um, violent video games online, only to. Um, be team killed by a twelve-year-old, um, and, and you do. You get you get these ki- Rainbow Six is uh, the game I keep going back to, and you constantly get um, you know twelve, thirteen-year-old kids shooting you and stuff and effing and jeffing. Well, the way I always seem to find it is it, it's often American children who, I mean, obviously I don't know about the cultural racial divide between countries, but children in America seem to be very fluid with the racial epithets. It's, yeah, oh, uh, the know, N-word. Oh, the N-word gets thrown around all the time! 
I'm an end this, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gay end that, I'm a this, that and the other. Yeah, the they love throwing the M word around, the, those American kids. Yeah, and it, it's one of these kind of things that uh, I, I try and educate and then you, you, you kind of feel a little bit weird. Man, you're not going to be able to change the opinion of someone via Xbox One. Well, I try and... Well, I'm a PlayStation man myself. Oh, well, uh, in that, in my, in that you case, know. maybe you will. The, the PlayStation guys are a little bit more open-minded. Well, the, the network has been happy enough times. I think they the, the must have some sort of uh, connection with the... Um, oh, what, what are they called? The... Uh, I want to call Vendetta people, but they're not called that. Or, uh, the hacker people. The hackers. You know, those, uh, the ones who like to wear the Viva Vendetta masks. Yeah. Oh, those, those idiots. Yeah. Uh, well, we can't say them out loud, otherwise they'll come and get you. Oh, the, those, those idiots on 4chan. Oh, dear. Grow up. Grow up, darlings. Grow up, darlings, please. <laughs> You're taking the Lionel Blair approach. Oh, well, the, the, the 4chaners are idiots, and those don't know, they're just a bunch of trolls, and now I've, now I've uh, flashed the bat signal in the air, six of them will try and hack me. Well, okay. Oh, on on that kind of subject, I, I will say I had a, a, a um, interaction with Jonathan, the um, the radicalised Jonathan. Yes, yeah, that's an excellent opinion. it. Radicalised Jonathan from Swansea. Yes, and I will say, to be honest, I kind of um, I put something out there because I tried. I'd often heard you talk. You about went fishing. Well, I was trying to, I'd always tried to find his Twitter feed, but I'd never heard it mentioned in fair play to you, you know, publicising what he what he puts out there, he's just saying what he says. Yeah. But I'd always tried to find him and I couldn't find him. And then I put something out there and he, he tweeted back, so I was like, Right, no, now I get access to I get to see all this uh that's out there. But then we ended up having quite a, a nice discussion about Judge Dredd, so it's it, you know, fair. Well, this, is, well, the, well, this is, you know, you can, t- you can talk with, with radicalised people about fun things, and then they, you know, they, they blow your head off. That's, you know, it's well, just... Well, it's, it's well I, I, I see. Oh, and equally, um, just, I know Film Ring was mentioned earlier, and you're probably not doing it again, but... Um, just on a musical bent, um, Not Dead Yet, the Jason Becker story... Now, why does, that ring, why, does that, why does that ring a bell to me? Well, Jason Becker, he's a, he's a musical prodigy, and I think I've tweeted you a few times about it, because it, it's an inspirational story. It's, just, it's a guy who was picked up by, um, oh, what's his name, from Van Halen, the main guy from Van Halen. Um, not Eddie Hagar, the other... Jason oh, Lee da- Roth. David Lee Roth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, David Lee Roth. Um, he he was like a, a child prodigy. He was picked up by David Lee Roth in his new band, Post Van Halen, and everybody was saying he was this like brilliant guy. And then basically part way through a tour, he started having issues with his hand. He couldn't clasp his hand properly. Yeah. And uh, he ended up getting diagnosed with, um, I think in America they call it Lou, Gallic, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was basically given about six months to live. And um, the story, it's basically this documentary maker who's, like, just thought, oh, I just remember this guy, and everybody seems to have forgotten about him. I want to pay tribute to this guy who who obviously died when I heard about it. And as the research shows, he's... Not he's dead yet. Very, very much still alive. Oh, um, and uh, making the most of a, of a bad situation. But Pablo, uh, I, will ch- I will check that out. Now I have access to every movie ever made anywhere in the world. I will check that out. Manny! Let's try again. Manny!
Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Manny! How you doing? I'm good, thank you. I don't know why you put me on to Mad Murdoch for. I, t- I thought you'd call... I do apologise, there must no. have been a problem. I thought you'd called in to speak to Stephen Murdoch. Welcome to speak to you. Uh, well, I, I, I do apologise. It got very, very con- uh, confusing now. I, I'm sorry about that. OK. That's OK. I've fallen off the wagon. Oh! What happened? I went to Canada and America. went to a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Tough gig. I didn't have a drink. I didn't have a drink at the wedding. Yeah. And somebody gave me a drink and said it was lemonade and, and just started. Oh, and yeah. now I'm in pain. My legs are hurting. My arms are hurting. I haven't had a drink for four days. So how long did you? How long did the drink last? About six and a half months. There we go. Six and a half months. Yeah, nearly seven months. What of no? What of, of not drinking or drinking? Not drink. No, not drinking. Right. So how long did you drink for? Two and a half weeks there. Uh, it's been a week and a half since we come back, and I stopped again on Monday because she took my cash card off me. Good uh, And she hid, uh, hid everything at home. How and did uh, my legs are hurting? I bet and my you arms are. are hurting. I bet you are. Um, what did it feel like when you were drinking again? <laughs> the first one was absolutely beautiful. I bet it was. Yeah. Second one. <laughs> Better, better than drunk. Yeah, I was drunk after about three or four. Yeah, of course you were, <laughs> but you couldn't stop, could you? And I couldn't stop. Yeah. Did it get um, messy? It doesn't always get messy, but did it get messy? No. She had to, uh, it's, we were in different countries, so she had to go with me everywhere. I'll live bloody the end. However, when yeah. I don't know where I am, yeah. And she got pissed off with that, and yeah. come back here, carried on, and then she's hit everything at home. She took my cash card off me, so she just gets my fags or anything I need, but she won't get me no boots. Good. <laughs> she know why she's doing it. Save bloody money. Yeah, well, well, well. She's doing it because she loves you, Manny. And she she listened to your show today at work. Yeah. And she goes, "What, what was going on?" I said, "Oh, I just, I want to Do you want? Do you want to stop drinking? I'm going to stop. So I haven't had a drink for four days now. Yeah, but do you? But do you want to stay stopped? <laughs> I'm going to be stopped now. I'm not going no, anywhere no, no, again. I'm not. You're not. You're ignoring the question. Do you yes, want... I want to stop? Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to drink before. Yeah, yeah. Been drunk in the morning. You were a mess, mate. You were a mess. Because <laughs> you used to phone me at the other place, you know, and you'd be steaming at eleven o'clock on a Saturday morning, or, or completely hung over. I know. I've done good for six and a half, seven months. It's just I went to this bloody wedding and just. Started again. Yeah, well, you can start. You can start stopping again. Oh, stopped since Monday. Beautiful. Well, well done. Well Thursday done. Today, so. Well then. Um, how, how are you? How's the kids? How's everything? <laughs> You're doing what I like to do, which is um, when it's getting a little bit too raw. Uh, just <laughs> changing the conversation. No, no, I was going to ask you anyway. Yeah, yeah. Ask everyone is me. everyone is fine and dandy. I've got the I, boys I tomorrow. About your sh- I don't know what you're moaning about your show for going down the pan. I don't think it is. Well, no, hang on. It's only yesterday's was pony. Yesterday's was rubbish. One day. One, one day. day one day. Never mind, Manny. Never mind. Never you mind. take care. 
Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. There we go. That's my technique, is um, when the questions are getting too probing to go, yeah, OK, so how are you doing? How are you doing, guys? That's the uh, the way it goes. Well, we're now at an awkward stage of the evening where <clears throat> there's not really time for any more phone calls. If you phoned in now, you get like a minute, but there's not really time for any more phone calls because we're going to go to a break in a minute and then we're going to come back and then we're going to talk about Patty Boyd and um, we're going to play that interview. And there's not really enough time for me to go through the papers and look at any story. So what do I do for the next 90 seconds? Well, not a lot, Um, but... I can use it. This is what I can do, actually, is I can use it to remind you, dear listener, uh, uh, of the podcast that we do. Thank you very much indeed. We dropped down to number 70 in the charts. What the hell is going on there with that? So uh, there is a daily best of, it's about an hour long, podcast. um, And you can get it on iTunes or your usual uh, podcast provider. Now, I use. I don't know why people have beef with iTunes. I use iTunes and it works for me and it's groovy. I know some of you, a significant number of you, don't like it. Um, so, you know, wherever you would normally get podcasts from, get them from there, whatever your podcast provider will be. Uh, and if you type in Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E, uh, and talk radio, uh, then it pops up. And um, you can go and get them. And if you subscribe to them, that will be awesome. And if you leave nice reviews, that, dear listener, would absolutely be... How the hell did we slip down to number 70? We were in the top 10. Then the top 20, then the top 40, then the top 20, then the top 30. And then I looked yesterday and we are in number 70. That's outrageous, guys. It's up to you to take a stand, okay? Do you dig it? Excellent stuff. Thank you. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Right, so, Patty Boyd, who's she? Let, let me set the scene a little bit before we play the interview. So, she was she met George Harrison on the set of A Hard Day's Night, um, and uh, they got married and stuff, and she was at some of the most pivotal moments in the Beatles' history, um, and in turn, in rock music history. She was there, and she saw it happen. Some of them she made happen herself. Uh, and then there were a lot of drugs with George and stuff, and um, she kind of fell in love with Eric Clapton, and Eric Clapton fell in love with her, and George was putting it around a bit. And um, uh, she ended up going off with Eric Clapton and marrying Eric Clapton. And... She has got three of the best love songs of all time written about her. Something by the Beatles, her. Layla by Eric Clapton, her. And Wonderful Tonight, about her. They're all about her. Imagine that. Imagine being that muse. We talk about that uh, 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 during the interview. I I wasn't quite sure. I'd never seen her interview before. I wasn't quite sure what to expect. And, and as, as a, a huge... Uh, self-proclaimed Beatles geek. I had a ridiculous grin on my face the whole time. Uh, she would have answered anything I'd asked her. 
to be honest. I did the usual, uh, um, if I, you know, if I cross any lines, just tell me to jog on. She would have answered anything. But um, I was very respectful of her. Um, so, um, it, what you're going to hear is me talking to Patty Boyd about the... Uh, uh, basically, she's got an exhibition of her photos of George and, and Eric. Uh, they're going to be at uh, Beatles Story. If you want to find out more details, if you follow at Beatles Story or go to BeatlesStory.com, the exhibition runs until October. I'm going to see it when I'm up in Liverpool in, in August. Uh, and she's doing a book signing on the 26th and the 27th of July. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is Patty Boyd. Hello. Hello, is that Patty? Oh, yes, it is. Hello? Hello, is that Patty? Oh, yes, it is. Hello, Patty, this is Ian Lee from Talk Radio. I, I, I believe we're booked to talk now. Are you free? Yes, I am, Ian. I just got a weird phone call, you know, one of those ones, you know, blah, 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 about absolute rubbish. <laughs> I thought, so I thought this was them phoning back again. Oh, it's normally about, have you had an accident? You know, well, one of those. Have, I, I, don't I, know if I, hope I hope they're not predicting. I, I, I don't know if you have checked if you have PPI, Patty, but I can look into that for you. <laughs> uh, listen, it's great. Well, crack on. It's, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, the, 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 this exhibition that's um, going to be launched, George, Eric and me, uh, tell me about it. W- w- what is it? Um, well, basically, there, there's a museum in Norway that wanted to show my photographs and memorabilia and all sorts of things that I could offer them. And they had this exhibition running for about three months a couple of summers ago and it was very successful and the Beatles museum people heard about it and wanted the same thing almost the same uh, uh, exhibition so I've moved it from Norway to Liverpool and there are photographs you know fun photographs of many fun ones of George and I have the Beatles, maybe all of them, yes, all of them, that I took when we were in Rishikesh in India. We went there to meditate in 68. Now, this is, uh, listen, I'm a huge Beatles fan, so if I geek geek off too much, Patty, you can, you you know, tell me to back away a little bit, but you, you, um, you introduced the Beatles to the Maharishi, didn't you? Well, I didn't completely. What happened was that while they were on tour in Australia, I believe, I thought I wanted to do something else with my life. And then I saw a little advertisement for to learn how to meditate. And I thought, oh, that's for me. And so I followed it up. And in fact, it was transcendental meditation. And I enrolled and learned how to meditate. So when the Beatles came back from Australia, I told George all about it. And he was very interested. And as luck would have it, I don't know, maybe a week or so went by, and then Paul phoned us to say there's someone called Maya Rishi who's come to London, and he's going to talk about meditation at the Hilton, I think, in London. So, of course, if one Beatle does something, we all have to do it. <laughs> of course. You know, because we are one family, you know. Yeah. It's just very um, cosy and comforting and all those wonderful words. And uh, so we all went, and they really wanted to learn more about meditation. So we went up to Wales and uh, and then while we were there, I think Maharishi, because their manager, Brian Epstein, died while we were in Wales. Yeah. And Maharishi could see how deeply upset everybody was. And this is why he suggested that perhaps we should go to India for about two months for more intensive uh, courses on meditation. 
What was India like? Because the stories I've read mm. paint it as being pretty basic. Well, yes, I mean, it's it's a third world country for a start. You know, we're cosily living in a first world country yeah. here in England. Um, but because it's a third world country, it doesn't mean that it's lacking in culture, love, religion and honesty and all these great old-fashioned values. It's a most beautiful country with an awful lot to offer. I'm absolutely mad about India. I love the food and the yeah. people are charming and gentle and sweet. Um, but it's, you know, I mean, it's, I can't criticise it, but, you know, if you're really used to living a very sort of civilised life in the West, perhaps India's not really for you because you've seen an awful lot of poverty. Yeah. And, um, I mean, but you have to get used to that. It's been like that for thousands of years. And how did how did the, the, the Beatles, the four Beatles, find it? Because obviously they were, you know, living the life of luxury. Yes, but you know what? They were all young. We were all very young. We were like 22, 23. And hadn't really got into the concept of luxury. You know, they were living the life that they wanted to live. And it was all fun. And we'd go to nightclubs and do whatever we want whenever we wanted, except if they were recording or on tour. Um, and I think they nobody minded, nobody complained about living in a very sort of simple way. The, school, the beds were really like, as far as I remember from my school days, rather like school beds. You yeah. know, the mattress is not very thick. Yeah. And nobody minded, you know. I think everybody realised we're going for, you know, we're going, we're, we're here for... To learn something. Do you do you um, still meditate, Patty? Do you still do TM? Yes, I do. But mm. I'm a I'm a little bit of a lazy person, I have to admit. So I don't meaning that I don't do it every day. Yeah. Um, how did you, you you kind of grew up all over the place, didn't you? You moved from place to place. How did you end up becoming a model in the swinging sixties? Oh, well, that, actually, that was more by luck than any kind of design. I was working for Elizabeth Arden, and somebody came in and said to me, asked me if I'd ever thought about being a model. Well, I had to tell a little bit of a fib. I said no, <laughs> even, <laughs> though I, even though I've been combing the pages of Vogue and all these glamorous magazines, and Jean Shrimpton was a star, and I said, oh, my God, I'd love to be her, you know, as all young girls do. Yeah. And um, and this woman came in from one of the teen magazines and asked me if I'd like to be a model. And I said, yeah, of course, yes. So I went and uh, in, she interviewed me and um, she got someone to take photographs and then introduced me to my future agent who took, signed me on straight away. And how, how, uh, what kind of stuff were you doing? Just, you know, fashion mags and adverts and things like that? Yes, I was. Fashion mags, um um catalog work yeah and um advertising and you know it was just like it was quite good looking back at my old appointments books now i can't believe how much i was working really constantly yeah yeah uh, and then you got a part in a hard day's night Yes, none of this is so funny you know because uh, my agent would send me for different interviews continually, you know, because I'd be working and then they'd say, go to this address, interview, interview, interview. So I went along 
And I went in for the interview and I recognised one of the guys because I'd done a TV commercial with him before. And his name was Dick Lester. But it seemed a little more important this time. There were more people staring at my portfolio. And then I went home that afternoon and my agent phoned me early evening to say, I got a part in the Beatles film. I said, how on earth did that happen? (laughs) And they said, well, you know the last interview you went for? That's what it was for. And I panicked. I said, look, I'm really, I've never wanted to be an actress. I'm far too shy. I can't handle this. And they said, don't worry. You just have to wear a school uniform and only say one word. And I thought, well, I'm sure I can do that. <laughs> Were you a Beatles fan? Well, I like their music, you know. I mean, I yeah, I like their music. But I wasn't a sort of raving fan. I didn't go and see them in concert, you know. But I, 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 like, I loved what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was uh, it was a very exciting time, thinking that I was going to... However, I must tell you, yeah. it was so embarrassing, I thought, to meet these people who are so, like, clearly famous and going to be more famous, and I have to wear a wretched school uniform. <laughs> and I was, oh, no, 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 it's so unattractive. And but what was was the attraction between you and if I ask anything that's too impersonal, just tell me to shut up. What was the attraction between you and George Instant? Was there was there a certain magic or or, or did it take a, a bit of time? There was an instant magic. I mean he was deliciously looking. Mm. He was so good looking. Had the most beautiful brown eyes. And both of us being rather shy, we were kind of attracted to each other. And we sat next to each other at lunch on the train while they were filming. And, um, you know, we were just sort of... I thought he was unbelievably funny and amusing because I'd never met anyone from Liverpool before. And, of course, the language in Liverpool is so different from the language that we know. You know, they have so many different sayings. And I just wasn't sure what was going on. It was all all rather giddy-making, actually. Yeah. Um, and, and he was so adorable and sweet and funny. I mean, what a great combo. Yeah. Um, and, and then you, you became part of the, the whole Beatles machinery. That must have been an incredible experience to see, you know, a worldwide phenomenon. And obviously a lot of this is recorded in these photographs at the exhibition. But to be in the middle of a worldwide phenomenon as it, as it was happening... Yeah, but of course, you know, I didn't realise. I thought just people in England, you know, knew of them. Yeah. Obviously, people in America, wherever they toured. But I had no, and none of us, and they didn't either, have any concept of quite how enormous they were becoming and would become later on. And I think with time, they've become even more iconic. Yeah. I'm looking at some of the photos now, and they really are, you know... Um, well, they're family photos, aren't they? They're snaps. There's, a, there's a, a great picture of George topless on a bed with a pair of sunglasses yeah. by him. These, I mean, these are these are very intimate, aren't they? Yeah, do you know what? When I Before I started showing my photographs, I was really slightly unsure about if I'm revealing too much, mm. if, you know, these are too personal. And, uh, and I showed them to a few friends, and they said, no, they're lovely, you must share them. And And... It's the only way I can see it. I can't now go back and say, oh, my God, they're too personal. Because, you know, I think that they're lovely. And I would never show a photograph of somebody who wasn't looking good or the lighting yeah. was horrible or they were in a hideous position, you know. I'd never do that. Oh, they're, they're absolutely beautiful. And it is, um, you know, the, the, the intimacy of a family snap, you know, not, not the posed 
photos. You have been at, at, at several kind of pivotal rock moments. Um, you were at the famous All You Need Is Love performance, weren't you? Yes. What the hell was that like? Was it as much fun as it looks? It was huge fun. Yeah, I bet. There was enormous electricity in the air. You know, it was just like so exciting. And also we knew, we were told that while it was being filmed, it would, it would be shown around the world. Yeah. I mean, to me, that was mind-blowing. It was, it was know, like the first big satellite link up around the world, wasn't it? It was. Absolutely it was. And so to be the first was, you know, even more exciting. And to think we would be there as well. It was fabulous. Absolutely exciting and wonderful. And also, have I got this right? You were, you, um, were, you were there the first time that George and John Lennon um, took LSD. Well, yes. And it wasn't a particularly... It, it was done... It was, wasn't it the dentist that kind of spiked you all or something? Well, yes. I mean, you know, we thought he was quite charming because he invited us for dinner. Yeah. And so John was with his first wife, Cynthia, and George and I. So we went along and we thought, well, might as well do that, have dinner with him. And then afterwards, we'll go and see Klaus Warman playing in some club in Soho. Yeah. So our evening was planned. So we went along and, you know, had some drinks and dinner and wine and it was all rather nice. And then we said, well, we've got to go now. So sorry, but we're going to see Klaus. And they said, but you haven't had your coffee. So, you know, we had to sit down again, drink our coffee, and then we got up and went into the sitting room and just chatting, and then John said, we've really got to go, we don't want to miss them. And the dentist said, you can't possibly leave yet. But John said, why? And he said, because you've just had LSD. Uh-oh. John freaked out because he, had, he understood what it was. Yeah. George and I and Cynthia, no idea, never heard of it, didn't know why John was getting so angry. And um, anyway, that was it. John said, right, we're definitely leaving. So we left and we got into our little mini. <laughs> and I can't tell you what it's like. I don't know if you've ever taken a drug as strong as that, but you become so enormous in your mind. Yeah. And so four people kept growing and growing in this tiny little mini. It was, you know, it was surreal and it was it was hallucinogenic. So... It was very scary and, in fact, incredibly irresponsible of the dentist. Of course, yeah. To have given us this and knowing George was driving, Mm. too. No, it was was the most horrific experience. It it, it, it does sound horrific. And, yes, you know, if if you're you're having a trip and it's not, you know, a controlled situation, of course it can be be terrifying. But that evening did shape... um, rock music for for years to come didn't it are you aware are you aware because you were there and all these different experiences are you aware of just how important um those experiences were no no because you know because for us it was just our life this is what we were doing we had very little idea that anybody else knew how our life was going you know we didn't we thought this is i mean nobody knows about your life really do they no You see, so, I mean, imagine if you now find out everybody knows exactly what you were doing. You know, it's sort of, it's a bit, it's rather odd. It, it, it must be, because, and I, 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 must, I would imagine that you get, you know, a, a, a contact or accosted by fans all the time who know everything you were doing on, on January the 32nd, uh, 31st of 1967 and, you know, that they, or February the 6th, 1973, they know exactly where you were. 
yes, I know. It's very, very, very odd. Very odd indeed. It blows me away, actually, and I, I kind of, I don't really like it. Yeah, but, I can th- but then when I, I speak to, I mean, I've been speaking to this amazing uh, forensic historian who's writing three of the most enormous volumes. Oh, this is, is this the... um, Mark Lewison. Yes. 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 To, to me, he is a forensic historian. Yeah. He, his detail is fascinating, and so listening to him tell me about my life <laughs> is actually. <laughs> Fantastic. His first no. book, if I got this right, was 900 pages and it only went up to 1963. Yes. <laughs> that's in depth. Well, that's why I call him a forensic historian. You um, recently did a show as well with um, with Henry Diltz, the famous rock photographer yes. who I've kind of had dealings with. And but boy, oh boy, isn't he an absolute gentleman? What, what was that like working with him? Oh, he is the most adorable man yeah. ever. Absolutely adorable. Um, and he photographs everything and anything, you know. So we can be walking down the street, Henry and I, and, you know, where is where's Henry? Miles back, <laughs> you know, blocks back. He's found something, some little thing in a window or somewhere that he's photographing. Yeah. He is so much fun, so, so talented, and he's great, great fun to be with. And we did um, a lovely tour of five different states of America in March, towards the end of March. And we did 13 shows where Henry first and then me would stand up in front of an audience and we'd have our photographs large on a big screen. And and we would discuss them and, you know, tell funny tales about what was happening at the time. It's really fun to do it with Henry. Um, I'm going to let you go in a second, Patty. Just one more thing. You are the... um, You you were amused. You may still be amused, but you certainly were amused and inspired, you know, three of the greatest love songs, at least, of all time. Layla... Wonderful tonight and something. Do you um, do you kind of show off about that? Do you feel a weight of responsibility around that, or do you just think you know that some men that were in love with you wrote some really nice songs about you? Yes, I think the latter yeah. because you know there's no point in me getting hung up about you know it's being amused. I mean, so who am I now? <laughs> you know, only amusing. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, how lucky I am. How yeah. lucky I am that, you know, those guys wrote beautiful songs. Patty, listen, thank you so much for your time. Uh, and thank you for sharing these photos, because as a, a, a Beatles fan and a fan of, you know, of rock music and, and, and Clapton, of course, um, it, it's really nice to see, uh, you know, this kind of personal side of them that quite often you don't get to see. So thank you for that. My pleasure. I hope that everybody else enjoys seeing the photographs as well. I'm sure they will. Patty, thank yeah. you so much for your time. It's been a real thrill to talk to you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking.